Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Smack him a gob, hey, what's going on, everybody? I am the legendary Mel Brooks, and with me is... Oh, yeah, Marty Feldman. What's going on, Ralph? Hey, man, I'm glad you're back alive. Yeah, 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 it was a rough one. But Can I you believe through. I'm fucking still alive? God damn. <laughs> and, and getting ready to do a new show. Did you, did you hear about your new show that's coming to Hulu? Oh, no, you know what? My manager sucks. Tell me about it. History of the World Part 2 is going to be a series on Hulu, I believe. Oh, I did not know that. So finally, we finally get Jews in space. I'm excited. That is awesome, man. I hope there's more rolling papyruses in in those new shows. Inquisition. Hey, hey, Ian, enough of that too tomfoolery who do we have with me this week oh sorry about that my phone let me turn it off what was that shit my phone just started talking out of the blue i swear to god something about asians i heard it i wasn't Uh, even near it all right all right okay i'm sorry (laughs) ups is letting you know your mail order bride has arrived yeah you're three stops away absolutely and it's a male bride whoa (laughs) Oh, yeah. Little Wang Chung. Oh, I don't know if you know that. Oh, I'll introduce our fucking guest, then I can ask him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that voice you heard was the one, the only Charles Trainer is with us today. What's up, Charlie? Uh, hanging and banging with the two greatest rock and metal podcasters in the history of the world, the Dr. Buck and Wadzilla. Right away. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, you got that right. He listens <laughs> to the show. That's how we You're- judge the fans. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You don't want to piss Ralph off right off the bat. You don't Hell want to no. fuck, you no. fuck you... up with my little fucking itty bitty witty feelings. No, no. <laughs> Plus some new blood on the scene. So. Yeah. 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 Long time listener, first time uh, guesting on the show. So welcome, brother. Thank you, man. All right. Well, before we get to you, though, uh, we have no iTunes reviews. But. What? Yeah, I do have uh, a couple of emails that I got, and this is from uh, a friend of ours from across the pond, Michael uh, Felon. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I hope it's Felon, because that's awesome. Or Felon. I don't know. Either way, here we go. iTunes review. says, iTunes never let me save one from Europe. The reason Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the best isn't because of the magical chemistry between Ralph, the mom jokes that never get old, the passion and exuberance, the unabashed rawness of such a pathetic, watered-down PCH. It's the honesty. In a world of fakery, authenticity is rare. Look, there are gazillions of pods that offer depth analysis of albums. They can tell you about John Sykes' pioneering pinch harmonics and debate the merits of Rick Rubin as a producer. However, there's always a tendency to appear to be cool. They have so many reviews 
reviewers trying to be cool in their musings. Pearl Jam's greatest album is not yield, no matter how much you pontificate. I think I'm saying that wrong. Pontificate. Thank you, Chuck. It's 10. Deal with it. Uh, you guy guys. Sound, this guy t- sounds way too smart to be a listener. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Charles. Nah, you guys, I get you, it. Yeah. You guys use the phrase countercultural. There's too much of that out there. If a reviewer smart. is honest, the true passion of and soul comes out. That's that's there when we hear Ian waxing lyrical about Warren Demartini or Ralph pouring his heart out about his love for the off mock striker. Yeah. You guys aren't try- you guys aren't trying to be cool and as a result you are cool as fuck. Honesty is the best policy. Keep it up, Michael Felon Dublin. Oh, he's a mick just like me. I love that. And this guy's so am I. So am I by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Neil. I'm black Irish. Code name Murphy me too. Brown. Me too. <laughs> All right. And it makes me feel mm-hmm. bad that I'm Cuban. <laughs> And then he, us, uh, brother. he also sent this uh, this email I'd like to read. He says, Ian, I know this sounds crazy. One of my favorite catchphrases that you used was, okay, bye. It's hardly used anymore. The funny thing the funny thing is, I'm wondering where you got it from. When I watch Frozen with my three-year-old daughter, you know the movie. It's a funny end to a cutesy song. Do you want to build a snowman? Anna tells Elsa, okay, bye. I thought, did Wadzilla get his uh, Kurt Cold funny catchphrase from the movie Frozen. This made me chuckle. <laughs> also, please for the listeners like me who listen to, to all the episodes but aren't on Facebook. Dude, I was never into Facebook. I'm 43 years old and was never into it. Please listen. What was the beef with you and Ralph? How did you guys reconcile? What happened with Di- Diabolos and Podcastica? A great show, but it's all about chemistry. You and Ralph have that magical chemistry. You agree? Tell your fans on the podcast, please. Okay, well, to answer all those questions, uh, no, I did not get that catchphrase from Frozen. Uh, I stole it from <laughs> a good friend of mine. I, actually, I stole it from two good friends of mine, Lars Jensen and Matt Pasenka, uh, were the first guys I, I heard use it. And, it, you know, the funny thing was in their delivery, you know, in, in this, okay, bye, you know. Not just like, okay, bye. But the way they said it, I loved it. Yeah, I stole that shit. Uh, but I did perfect it, you know. Like uh, like a- Andrew Jacobs' wife. Uh, she didn't invent the blowjob. She just perfected it. No uh, <laughs> teeth. Did she? Yes. Did she really? Yeah. Well, she, yeah, 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 she, she takes those dentures out. And, mm, it's all gums. It's really good. Well, you're, you're married. You can't do it, but I can. No, <laughs> but there is probably something to be said for that. Yeah, that gummy feeling. Mm-mm. Fuck. Man, that's some lube shit, right? Oh, shit. So. What I just said. All right. But whatever. Wait, wait, I digress. Wait, 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 Ian, I got I gotta at least apply to that, that email. I mean, yeah. Holy yeah. fuck was that long? That's the longest iTunes review ever, right? Well, the first part was an iTunes review, and then he wrote me another email that oh, had the questions. Okay. Well, okay. Look, everything you said was perfect. I, I like. I'm really glowing here, so I don't want this all to fuck up and have a bad impression of the guy. He did mention me before you, right? Uh, yeah. All right. Oh my God, this guy's God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do the same, bro. Yeah, you're God too, bro. Thank you, bro. You're God, Charles. 
Thank you. <laughs> Not Chuck. Uh, Did I call on you? No, there's, there's nothing wrong with Chuck. My grandpa. That's was a my Chuck grandpa's too. name. That's my grandpa's name, dude. So. Uh, all right. Uh, can I call you Charlie? Sure. Sure. That all, right. Work, bro. all right. Choo -choo you, Charlie. Know, you know, uh, I have a cum sock. You know, I jack off and I, I put my sperm on a sock and I call that uh -huh. Chuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Fuck that, dude. Hell yeah. I oh. love that sock. Oh. <laughs> nah, man. Do you use the soft part, the inside part? Dude, whatever I, whatever I grab first. Can't use the rough part. Oh my god. Okay, go ahead. I mean, yuck. That, dude, that sock can walk now. I bet this probably stands on its own. Yeah. Look at yeah. it right now. I wonder if I'm gonna start. <laughs> yeah, okay, man. Probably. All right. Too much information. Hey, do we have another? Maybe. Another. Another. Review? No, the fucking Yanks over here—they're uh, slacking on their iTunes reviews. Hey, but hey, for that guy for, made up for it, though. Yeah, and, and and you know, for more of you, you know, that are listening to this overseas. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, send it to me in an email. Send it to me on Facebook, and I will read it. I promise. Yeah. But uh, to answer to answer his other questions. Uh, I pissed Ralph off. He pissed me off. We didn't talk together for a year. And then uh, Terrence said he was going to bring back the Rock and Metal Combat podcast himself. And we both agreed, fuck that. We started talking. And once we started talking, it was like no time passed. And, you know, we just said, fuck it. You know, we're too good of friends for this shit. And the show's been back going. And uh, let's see. What other questions? What happened to the Diablos and podcast? Uh yeah, I'm very proud of what I did with Josh Toomey, but it just, it wasn't working. The chem the chemistry was a little bit off. We are fantastic friends, still are. It was nothing about our friendship. Uh, you, you know, he, he's a lot more professional than I am, and he deals with the bigger artists, and uh, I think it was hard for him to, you know, shit talk the way I do. You know, you can't, you know, you got to remember where your, your bread's buttered. And so without that freedom, the two styles didn't go together. And, uh, but we're, we're great friends and, I, and I, I thank him for it. And he's got incredible success with the Knotfest. Uh, he's part of that whole dot-com shit. And, and he's still reviewing, you know, talking to all the rock stars and he's doing amazing. And he's a huge fan of this show. And he loves me, he loves Ralph. And we just hung out with him last year at Rock and Pod. Uh, we actually interviewed him. That was up on the episode, so everything's good. But you know, th this is home. This is what's right. Me and Ralph. That that is the dynamic duo. And, you know, uh, uh, Josh Toomey. He's a really great guy, and I really do appreciate and understand him fully. Of you know, wanting to further it, you can't do that with the things you say. And uh, right. and I know this for a fact because. I'm on a show with you, and I am not allowed within 30 feet of any school. Yeah, well, you know, there's consequences. Yeah, you know, imagine you. <laughs> I mean, he would never be on the Slipknot channel with your your opinion on Slipknot. Oh no, no, no! All the talent that band died. <laughs> and I love Slipknot. Slipknot's fucking cool, man. I think you're breaking so. up. 
Yeah, yeah you're drunk, Chuck. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I can't love Slipknot. I mean, but no, no, know. that's fine. No, 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 you're not allowed. Okay. <laughs> you, you can't. All right, Ralph. The show's over. Deleted. I deleted. I took them off. No, no, no. You, you can go back to it after this show. Just don't like them. Or, okay. For the cure. Oh. We'll be that's fine. That's one of my favorite episodes, though. Totally. Oh, so you're a fan of my misery. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you didn't have a lot to say. And Tool. And I agree. And Tool sucks, by the way. Tool? So, yeah. Yeah, I hate them. Garbage. That's boring ass shit. Hell yeah. Right. You're a lot bring of on, Bring on Kiss with fucking Ace and Peter. Yeah, right. Please. That's better than Tool. I'll tell you that. By far. Yeah. By far, I, man, I love the fact they got to see the original lineup. I feel so bad for those they had to see Cheater Chris and the Scabs. I feel worse for those that still go see them. Yeah. I went and saw, I did see them though once, man. Yeah, I saw Scab Kiss three times, all three times for free. And the last time it was like, dude, I mean, you can ask my friend Alex, man. I'm walking out of the show, I was like, I don't give a fuck if Ace and Peter come back. I am not seeing this fucking band ever. No. Fuck yeah, I agree. Them, I, I, so I have no, dude, I have no interest in the end of the road tour at all. Zero. <clears throat> Paul cannot sing anymore. It's over. It's over. And then never mind the fact that there, he does a great imitation of Ace Frehley guitar wise. And that's not necessarily easy by the way. But fuck him. Yeah, man. Fuck. Well, you know, I mean, fuck Gene and Paul for him. Hell yeah. Fuck those you know, dudes, I mean, man. You know, I mean, yeah, a lot of people always bring up the like, well, you gotta blame Gene and Paul. Just like people say, you gotta blame Sammy Hager, uh, Eddie Van Halen for Sammy Hager. It's like, bro, either way, who, who, I don't give a fuck who's the fuck to blame. It sucks. Thank you. Yes. And hey, by the way, by the way, Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla, I mean, where I come from, I am more of the rock side of the metal world. I am more of a rock dude. And I hate Sammy Hagar, but I'm not as deeply passionate of a Van Halen fan as you guys. But they suck with him. <laughs> yeah, I Period. I could see you use Q-tips. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, what happened right now? It was a Pepsi commercial. Yeah, that's not that's not Van Halen. So I hear you, man. I mean, I'm with y'all. Vagina. Yeah, but I'm more of a Kiss dude. But it's the original lineup or nothing. Right on. Yeah, you see, I'm there. I mean, I I can venture out a little more because I'm a little bit more of a Kiss plot than you. But to me, uh, you have to be. It, it, Bro, it, I'm the same. I'm the same age as I'm the same age as Wadzilla. Man, so, like old. the first <laughs> shit I know was unmasked. That's what I know. So that's where I come from. Wadzilla, you're wrong. Shock me is not the worst that Ace Frehley ever did. I didn't say but, that. Oh, you're out of your mind. No, no, I didn't say you shock said shame. Me. You said no, no, no. I said shock me. I apologize. Talk to me. Yeah, that's no. just terrible. No, I, I, man. Dude, I, no, I don't like it's not his either. worst, but it's not his worst. And I'm and I'm a total ace slot, but I'm not a fan. 
Oh no, it's not his worst on that album. No, by far. Because <laughs> that album also has Torpedo Girl and fucking what's the other uh, one? The worst that one's okay. Song ever. The worst day song. What is it again? Two sides of the Two coin, which the- <laughs> equals three sides of the coin. The lamest podcast on the universe, but I digress. So let's go. <laughs> Those are my friends. <laughs> I hear you. <ya>, they're <laughs> lame. Right, you're yeah. not going to them too. Yes. Yeah, so every, hey. every time you say I digress, uh, you will go away in 25 cents. So. Okay. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> bam, bam. Yeah, let me back up and piggyback. All right. Well, you, you guys love Kiss. I don't care what bathroom you guys use. You're both my friends. All right. But, that, but now it's time to get into the news. The news. And, oh, yeah. my God. And unfortunately, triple vaccinated Queen guitarist Brian May has COVID-19. He says it's like the worst flu you can imagine. And then he went on to say, imagine Queen. But with Adam Lambert singing, okay. it's that bad. Yeah. Yeah, so. he should shut the fuck up. Do you remember what your fucking singer got? COVID, Schmobin, the guy had AIDS. What I saw them, dudes. I saw them. You saw Queen with Freddie Mercury? No, with Lambert. Yeah, you didn't see Queen. Dude, I saw that shit too. That wasn't Queen, bro. That no, it was terrible. It wasn't. But Music I mean, I Brian May was Brian May was no. like eight feet for me at one point. So well, no, no, the way no, the no. stage was set up. Musically, look, I'm a big Queen fan, so musically, I loved it. I just, dude, that guy's distracting, dude. That guy. Yeah. All yeah. right, he's got a good voice. I'll give him that, but it's not a voice. You know, there's a lot of people that know that have good voices that I'm not a fan of. I don't care how good their voice is, it's the music that's. But his his thing is that. He's a pop singer, man. You know? And well, wait, wait, Ralph. Too Ralph, my wife. Ralph, my wife wanted to see him. Huh? My wife wanted to see him. So I had you to know, go. I went too, dude. I saw it as well. I went and yeah. saw the Queen show. And I didn't well, stick around for the, for the encore because I had to run like 20 miles up the road to see Max Sabbath that fucking McDonald's looking band doing Black Sabbath song. And opening with the Flanders, which was a bunch of guys dressed like Ned Flanders. Did they have Grimace? Yes, he played lead guitar. <laughs> dude, check him out. Max Sabbath rules, dude. They rule. Right. He fries burgers on stage and fries and sings sweet beef instead of sweet leaf. It was fucking awesome. And the guy well, was flamboyant. <laughs> Charlie, if you were that close to Queen, I suggest you go get a COVID test and an AIDS test. Yeah. And then get your hearing checked. That shit's terrible. Uh, All right. Next story. Uh, Iced Earth's John Schaefer shared his first Instagram post in a year. and uh, But it was basically just telling you where you can buy Iced Earth shirts. Wow, so don't just... Te- those court costs aren't cheap. Yes. And he is being sued now, too. He is part of, uh, you know, beyond all this other bullshit. Uh, an attorney is suing them to recoup costs for this for the whole uh, legal case for January 16th. So this guy is fucked. But if you're a fan and you want to help him, he'll let you know where to buy some Ice Earth uh, merch. So there you go. I don't, I don't know how well that's going to sell right now. 
Hey, support the cause of a dirty rat. <laughs> yeah. uh, who who the hell is Iced Earth? Well, Iced anyway. Earth is there. I, I love him. I, I'm a big fan of Iced Earth. He got arrested for breaking into the the Capitol when that whole thing happened, the insurrection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no. but, you know, the thing is that he's going to snitch people out now. I mean, come on, man. How the fuck can you support? Even if you're fucking one of these guys. All right, no offense. Idiots that support the insurrection. How are you going to fucking uh, like side with this guy even after he's going to rat out on the, peop- on the people that he was involved with? You know what I'm saying? I mean, even, well, it's just, this is a catch-22. He's a douchebag on both sides. If you have any... They're not, but, but they're not Rage fans. They're, they're probably Nugent fans. <laughs> rage Against the Machine? Yeah, they're Nugent fans. Yeah, well, probably. No, I don't know about that. I'm a Nugent fan. I love him too. I hate. I'm just saying. Oh, I see the. I see, dude. I got a little slow there with the sarcasm. I get yeah, it. Well, but I I do love him. Right. He's got well, kind they, of the right message. They also said that he has he has been offered to go into witness protection, but uh, he said he said don't worry about it because you know nobody knows when he puts out an album anyway. Yeah. Yeah. About five people buy that shit. Hey, he doesn't but, uh, a fucking band anymore. Did they sell I more? I, I, did Ice Earth sell more than, say, Donny Iris? Probably. Uh, no, that was a pretty big hit. Uh, Ilea. Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. That, that's, that's where you live, Ralph. Ilea. <laughs> Ilea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next story. Kisses Paul Stanley. Undergoes under, undergoes soldier uh, soldier sol, uh, shoulder surgery. Say that five times. Uh, apparently, uh, this is from carrying the band for forty years. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's gonna be what? seventy. What? Yeah. Yeah. Get the hell out of here, dude. No, uh, he, he sprained his he sprained his shoulder a long decades ago on the fo- on the video shoot of You Make Me Rock Hard. And yeah. now it's got oh, to, really? Yeah, it's got to up to him now. No, it's that Soul Station CD. That shit was terrible. I liked it. No. I like I liked it too. <laughs> then you don't know the real R and B. Like go back and just that, listen to Oh the no, I I, I I I know it. No, it's nowhere near as good as the originals, but it sounds better than fucking, you know, monster him doing, and all this him other doing, shit. No, 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 no. Him doing like Love Gun now. It's terrible. It's absolutely horrible. Well, that's enough. The tape is working. Then it sounds awesome. Well, no, yeah. When the tape's rolling, you're good. But go ahead, man. Talk about Paul. That 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 could be another reason he threw his uh, shoulder out. You know, is carrying that boombox with his vocals on it. Maybe he needs to get a smaller one. Sure. For sure. I mean, what the man? Ace is that band. Period. That's it. Oh, then, then they're fucked. Have you heard his new solo albums? They're fucked. Yeah, it's not that great. I didn't like the I'm Down. Oh, uh, like video, dude. I love it. I didn't like it. <laughs> Did you see the video? Sorry. I gotta check it out. I yeah, listened that, to the, the audio. That's the best part. The it, best part's the video. Yeah, the video. Ace, the, Ace is still it. the coolest. <clears throat> they made it. They made an um, animated video to the song I'm Down, and in the video are space monkeys from 
Kiss Me Phantom. Yeah. And then they credit me as one of the space monkeys in the credits. Oh my god. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> you fucking lucky dude, man. Yeah, dude. I got the connect. Hey, I, I hear you. Hey, Ian was in the in the credits too for catering. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I heard that stuff. I said, eat shit. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> he was fired, but they forgot to take him off the credits. Hey, Tears Tears Are Falling is the greatest kiss song ever. Hey, no, it's, it's not. I care about you. No. I care about Come you. Come on. I really do. Stay away from the mess. Stop the tweaking. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Come on, dude. How All right, well, Go ahead. Prove it he's the most truthful member of the band. Iron Maiden drummer Nico McBrain says... They don't think about the fans when they record new music. I, I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, of course. Well, and, and we still have to. We still have to do that shit. Sitsu, shit, sitsu, whatever the fuck. That album. Uh, we got. We got to do that soon. Yeah, coming up. I'm down. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I got. I got a lot to say about that. A- almost as long as the fucking album is. I've got to say about how horrible it is. Spoiler. Yeah, almost as long. Mm-hmm. It's be a six-hour episode. <laughs> All right. Well, we got one last news story, and this has, you know, this is uh, in line with the album we're about to talk about today. But the question was put up: Was the Beatles' "Helter Skelter" the first heavy metal song ever recorded? What Ooh. says? What says you, Charlie? I don't think so. All right, what would be the first heavy metal song to you? Steppenwolf. The uh, heavy metal thunder. All that, yeah, but that was... Helder Skelter is close, but for my money, um, I Want You, She's So Heavy is actually more metal. Interesting. If you, if you, really, if you really listen to it. Look, and as far as modern bands go, yeah, I would probably say yes. But, you know, at the time, you had You Really Got Me and My Generation and stuff. So, yeah, I know yeah. it's probably it's kind of like a tie. But if you really want to get technical, Wagner and Helen Wolf, that's metal. OK, Wagner was doing it way back in the day when there was no amplifiers, but he got a lot of fucking instruments to make it loud and crazy. And then you listen to Howlin' Wolf sing. Dude, that was a metal singer before there was metal. So you get Wagner and you put this guy in, and there you go, man. And a little jazz for the Sabbath, man. But there you go. That's what I think, Ian. That's why you are Dr. Fuck. I'm Dr. Fuckalicious, you know? Absolutely. You know, I was born with a long-ass name. So, you know, just to make it easy for everybody. Deep. Deepness. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Right, Ian? Well, don't go that deep, but it's wide, like a fucking tuna can. Yeah. That shit hurts. Or one's, <laughs> or, or one's mom. <laughs> All right. Well, the reason I brought that up is the album that Chuck picked. I'm sorry. I keep calling you Chuck. Yeah, David man. Charles. Thank you. Charles picked is the 1976 triple live album by Paul McCartney Ooh. and Wings Wings Over America and uh, Ch- Charles god damn it I'm going to have to work on that Charles right. why did you pick this album 
Well, dudes, I mean, I'm a absolute Beatle fanatic. I mean, I've watched everything about them. And I had a buddy that turned me on to them in 1994-ish. And I was really into like GNR, shit like that at the time. But I bought the red, the red CD collection from the Beatles and I just fell in love with them. But actually Wings I found later, if that makes any sense. And um, I walked into, I was living in Ohio at the time, I walked into the local record store, the Quantum Hut, sorry, product alert. And I found this double CD, which was actually a triple LP. And I listened to it and I was absolutely blown away. And it like, I would recommend this album, spoiler alert, to anybody that wants to check out, check out Wings and get like a greatest hits kind of scenario. It blew my mind. So, and, and I mean, Kiss Alive is my favorite live album ever, regardless of whether it was truly alive or not. It was a lot of sweetening, and I think there was some sweetening on this album. But man, he was on fire on this album. It is so, so fucking good. So, that's how I discovered it. Right on. Right on. Ralph? Well, before I say what I think, I want to talk to about the great Bill Wang. Yeah. He is a huge, not only... Is he a huge fan of this album? But in Christmas of 1976, I actually wrote this down because I talked to him about it. In Christmas of 1976, his grandmother bought him this album and it was the very first album he's ever on. Um, oh my God. I, I thought about it too late to have him on. He, he couldn't do it. So uh, just a shout out to Bill Wang. Uh, if, if I wasn't so stupid and got a hold of him earlier, we would have had him on today because he's a huge fan of this album. So oh my go. god. Now, as far as I go, this is an album that I discovered um whatever year it was. I know it was like maybe the mid-80s when they finally released Rock Show on video. And yep. my friend Milo got it. I saw it at his house. I had him dub me a copy. And I would watch Rock Show over and over. He's like, you know, while while you all you were watching Animalized Live on fucking on MTV, I was watching this shit over and over and over. He, he kind he kind of kicked us in the ball, sir. He, yeah, it, it was. It, and then you know when I got the vinyl, uh, it's different. It's a different show, a different performance. So that was like, oh, you know. And but I, I really, I mean, discovered it through the videotape. All the songs are on there. That's on the, the live album. Look, I, I got to say right now, man, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but dude, I don't think the Beatles did that great uh, solo-wise as well as Paul McCartney did. Everybody will point, point out. Oh, absolutely. Everybody will point George, out. Uh, George's, oh, solo, George's solo career was overrated, man. Oh, big time, man. Period. Period. Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Well... But like oh Wawa, Wawa, Wawa rule. Dude, Wawa rule. You know, and I, I like. Look, I, if I make a compilation of John Lennon stuff, it'd be a kick-ass album. But boy, did a lot of those albums have fillers. 
Especially when you had that fucking poodle singing on those songs. <laughs> but yeah, yo, yo, but maybe, Ralph, you have to reevaluate Plastic Ono Band. You I have will, to. I will, but I have Dude, it. Dude. have it. It's his best. Back me up one. Yeah, without her. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. That's by the, far. That's by far. Yeah. He, he invented grunge on that album. Not Neil Young. That's bullshit. Lennon was deep on that album, dude. It's the only one where he was just like, it's him, Ringo, and uh, I don't, and Klaus Borman. That's it. The yeah. three-man band. It's like it's great us, album. basically. And oh, you're like, you fucking crush it. But, but bro, you were like double fantasy. I double love, fantasy. Hey, album. you want to you want to be controversial? Double fantasy got the death rub. No offense, but it did. It wasn't even that great. But he got killed, and then just like starting over, takes on a whole new meaning. Well, here's my immediately. Point, here's my point. Double Fantasy isn't great, but it's my favorite John Lennon solo album, which which shows you how much I feel about his solo material. Yeah, it's wow. nothing compared to Beatles. Yo, John Lennon is my favorite Beatle, but as a solo artist, McCartney blew him away. I, I mean, Absolutely. I have a hard time picking between both of them. It's like picking no, man. which one do I want to cut off, my thumb or my index finger, because to me- Or the best, or the best, or the best blow job that make you, made you come, like about George. George, George was cool, but he was nowhere near the uh, Lennon and McCartney. Nowhere even I, near. I, I do laugh when people say George is their favorite Beatle. That's like saying That's, Linda's your favorite member of Wings. Right, <laughs> you know? but, but but you say Ringo. Ringo wrote Octopus's Garden, the worst Beatles song ever as far as I'm concerned. So, but Ringo is a cool dude and an underrated drummer, for sure. I, Absolutely. I, I, underrated. And I, I would rather listen to Ringo's solo albums than George's. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like that No, No, No song. That shit was funny. And I love, oh. I, I love, I love George's first. All things must pass. I think is a great album, but it is know, great. The rest, the, the rest of his no, solo no, shit, I'll, I'll take a pass on. No, it's great. You're, no, Ralph. It's yeah, no, great. no, no, no. Seriously, Charles, it's not. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's fucking garbage. And let me tell you something. I like. <laughs> All right. I like. I mean, one of my favorite Beatles songs is something. And I even love that. Oh, album. it's awesome. It's I love awesome. Don't Bother Me. I love all that shit, man. But no, I don't like that one. Uh, you know what I don't like? That's You want to talk about controversial? You know what George Harrison's song I don't like? Is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. I know. Wow. I heard it. And you're out of your mind. Well, that's, it, that's besides the point, though. All right. No, I am out of my mind, but still. But you... Fucking do like like Paul Stanley Soul Station. So. I like Paul Stanley yeah. Soul Station. Yeah, man. Can't, I can't help you. Hey, I one. like but, Monster as hey, well. What can I? Hey, say? I hate. Oh my god. And I hate Sammy Hagar. So I'm good. Well, you don't matter. Hey, wait, wait, Charles. You know I hate him too, right? Right. <laughs> All right, good. At least we got We're one. We're good. There's All one. Right. Hey. All right. Yeah. Well. My history with this one, uh, 
I remember being obsessed with this as a kid. My dad had it on vinyl. And I don't the, the album cover is kind of simplistic, but I was always drawn to it. I just thought it was so cool, the side of the jet, and then opening it up and having it be, you know, that, that triple album. And I thought Paul looked so cool there with his little mullet and shit. And uh but Absolutely. I would always, I, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I would I would play Maybe I'm Amazed over and Ooh. over. I've loved that song, you know, since I can remember, you know, and I always put on and play that. And, you know, I might play, you know, some of the other, what like Let Em In or Silly Love Songs, stuff that I knew. But I don't think I listened to it in its entirety until probably about 1990. And I was over at my friend uh, Adam and Eric Olson's house, and their mom had it on vinyl. And I, and we, we li- yeah, and we, and we put it on one time. And I don't know if we made it all the way through. I mean, triple album and stuff. Because as I was listening to it today, because uh, I had a busy week, I usually like to listen to the albums, you know, multiple times. But uh, I listened to it today in its entirety. Well, except I have a deluxe edition that has added like five or six songs from San Francisco. Uh, but I, I didn't get to those because of time constraints. But I, I listened to the whole album. I was like, oh, fuck, I never heard this before. I never heard that before. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. You know, we're talking 30, 40 fucking years ago. But uh, I, I know it's held in high regard. And, and I love I love Paul McCartney's solo shit. I, the uh, the rock show video that you're talking about, that was recorded from... Uh, a single show from Seattle, and I've never seen that. I, I need to check it out. But I, I do know that was recorded in Seattle. The rest of this was recorded mostly over uh, three different shows. A lot of it coming from a show at the LA Forum. And uh, I mean, I, I love Paul McCartney solo, but I gravitate definitely more towards you know three albums: you know, McCartney one, uh, Ram, and band on the run i really need to and, check out the, and, the rest and of the i i apologize ian but i have to interject band on the run is the only solo album of any of the x beatles that can possibly rub shoulders with anything the beatles did yeah i, I disagree with that but uh well, you wait, disagree hey, I, I would which one no no actually I, I disagree but i would put it right there with let it be I love Let oh, it. Oh, let it. I don't like Let It Be that much. That's I, one of my least well, favorites. Well, I can't put it against Rubber Soul. I can't. No, fuck. I no. can't put it against and then, uh, Sergeant Pepper. No, Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Killer. But I'm just saying, Banner Run is a tremendous album. It's a great. No, it's, I, it's his best album. By I disagree on that, too. I mean, I, I would put him in Which that one? order. I, uh, I love McCartney one. That's my favorite album oh, no, he put out. Mean, and then then I'd take Ram over that, and then Band on the Run. Well, I I, I can't comment on the other Wings albums because as far as Wings studio albums, the only one I've ever heard in its entirety. I have them, but I haven't listened to them yet. The only one I heard in its entirety was Band on the Run. All right. Well, but, I, like, uh, I like Ram more. You know, Ram. Is- but yeah, I like I like Ram and McCartney better than Band on the Run. But I mean, but I, Band on I the still Run like Band has. On the Run. But Band on the Run has a more Beatlesque feel at times on certain tracks. Yeah, that's how it they does. Shoulders with the Beatles were, 
Rare George Martin. Martin. Didn't George Martin produce that? No. Or did McCartney? No. Uh, actually, well, G George Martin produced, you know, the, the song Live and Let Die, but he didn't produce a Paul McCartney album until... Uh, Tug of War. Tug of War, yeah. But, yeah, it was that was the but it was definitely inspired by that, for sure. Yeah. And it was but, just uh, three people, uh, too. So. But I'll, I'll say it was weird, you know, getting ready to do this album. And I, I know Ralph will back me up here. It's one thing when you know an album we're going to do, you know, like the back of our hands. Real easy to do. You might, sometimes you don't even have to listen to it. Sometimes, you know, just real quick to do some notes. And this is one that's like, fuck, I got to listen to it. And I don't know what it is, but I haven't been in a, in a Beatles uh, mode lately, you know, just like I've gone, you know, I went one time I went like 10 years without listening to Led Zeppelin. I just haven't been in that Beatles mode. Like, I, I have that the, the new documentary that I sent you out. I haven't even watched it yet. I mean, I'm going to, but I just haven't been in the mood. So it was kind of like, it's great. Oh, fuck. Okay. I got to get back. Album. Yeah. 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 I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched finished, it. I, I haven't finished it either. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's it's great, but it's warts and all, and uh, I don't really like to look at them fighting. That's just me. But getting ready to review this, I was like, all right, all right, let's let's do this and get it over with. So let's see let's see if how it uh, changed my opinion, or I shouldn't say changed my opinion, but let's see how I felt about the album. But Charles, you are our special guest, and let, let me ask you this, you guys, this because. Uh, I, I'm noticing here on the original album, the first three songs are kind of like put into one as a uh, melody, yeah. med, med, medley. But yeah. on my on the special edition I've got, they're separate. Okay, so you guys are going to review it all as one track. Right on. Yeah. Ralph, you take the first track. All right. Uh, Venus and Mars, Rock Show, and Jet. And yeah, it pretty much is one song. <clears throat> and, you know, one thing I got to bring up is that I remember, man, when I was a little kid and I wasn't really into music, I, I just would buy 45s and I was just into fucking movies. Um, I, I really, I was very aware how huge, and a lot of people probably don't know this because, you know, you weren't around back then. But, I mean, they were up there with Elton John, you know, like, they were like the biggest band at that moment. You know, and they were playing arenas everywhere, selling out. You can see it in Rock Show. They did a uh, famous tour in, in Australia at this time. It was just, they were a phenomenon for a small period of time. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. And yeah, listening to Jet always reminds me of the 70s, of being, of being a kid. Listen, you know, a lot of these songs what we're going to talk about. And this rocks, man. I mean, Give a little nod to Jimmy Page during Rock Show, and um, and Jet is just such a it's you know it's like ingrained you know in my, in my DNA with my the radio the radio will play Jet all the time as well as Band on the Run, My Love. I mean I can go on and on. How many fucking ginormous hits Paul McCartney had in the seventies? You know just as many I would bet as Elton John, just as many. Because to me, they were neck and neck. I don't think Elton John, his height at, at his biggest, was bigger than Wings and vice versa. I think they were equally as famous at that time. And 
I love these three songs, Ian. That's just one song. What do you think? Um, well, I've never, I've never listened to Venus and Mars, so I, I didn't, I, I didn't know these songs going into it. I thought uh, Venus and Mars, nice intro, okay, kind of sets the mood. Uh, then we go into Rock Show, which I hadn't heard before. Well, I don't remember hearing it. Uh, I know, I think, I think. Scab Kiss covered that on a Paul McCartney tribute album. They did, they did. Uh, I think I listened to about thirty seconds of it and went, "No, it sucked. Uh, it sucked." You know, I, I thought I thought the song was all right, but as I'm listening to it, I'm like, and, and and again, this album, I was kind of like, "Okay, I got to listen to it now." So maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind when this album started. But to me, I'm like, uh, Paul needs to stay in the studio. You know, uh, I, I just, just, when you think of live albums, you think of, you know, bombast and, you know, and, oh, th this is the faster, heavier version of it and shit like that. And I, I don't know if that suits Paul or, or his songwriting. I've never seen Paul live. So, you know, maybe, oh. you know, if I saw him live, you know, it would, it would change my mind. But I'm listening to it, you know, and I was thinking, you know, he made that comment a couple months ago about just basically writing the stones off as a blues cover band well i i know who i'd rather see live you know and it's definitely the fucking stones um i thought rock show was an all right song but it didn't it didn't really do too much for me again maybe my opinion will change and then we get to jet uh which closes off and i love the song love jet one of my favorite paul songs uh, i love the studio version but I thought this live version, it just kind of lost something. Maybe, you know, the horns were too much in the mix or whatever, but I didn't think it came across live uh, that as powerful as the studio version. So uh, that's what I think about that. I actually think it would have ruled to be able to see this song open the show I saw. Um, I happened to see Maka, and I'll refer to him a lot like that. And uh, I saw him open with Hard Day's Night, which was okay, but that's the limit song. Um, I think it's perfect opener. But you have to you have to understand. I think it, this is a great live album that is overlooked in an era of great live albums. So I thought it was a pretty good tr opener. I think it would have been pretty cool to see more of that kind of stuff from him down the road. But I hear you. I'm actually in the middle. But Jet rules, man. Like, I wish I would have seen that when I saw him. But he, he cut it from the set list. But it's a very good track. Um, I'm kind of stuck in the middle between the studio versions, in which I'm amazed that you never listen to Venus and Mars. It's pretty cool. It's a really good album. Well, I will um, check it out. Oh, hit it up, man. But I kind of like the live versions on here more. So okay. it's cool. All right. Well, Ralph, what do you think of the next song, Let Me Roll It? This is classic as fuck, man. This is uh, it's just a killer tune, man. It's hard rocking. Seen him play this. Man, I see I'm honored mm -hmm. enough to have seen him. I don't know. I can't do the math, but it. It, ha it's, it has to be over five, at least five times. And I've seen him play Let Me Roll It, I think, every single time. 
I've seen him play. Yeah. That. He always plays this. Yeah, he always plays this. Great riff, great vibe, that chilling, mellow vibe to it. And uh, it's one of his best songs, I think. I love this fucking song. What do you think, Charles? Can I? Can I okay, cool. This is perfect. He has played this on every set list since this tour. Oh, wow. Can you explain why? Because it rules. I don't know if I agree. Well, you're wrong. But <laughs> what does he do now, Ralph? He plays guitar, right? On this track. Yeah. When you see him live, he plays guitar. Yeah. He plays the uh, Cherry Les Paul. The only differentiation between this track and when you see him today is he played bass no, on this song. track. In concert, watch rock show. He played bass on this track. Okay. He plays no he plays no electric guitar on this tour. He plays his Rickenbacker bass, which I wish he would dust that off occasionally. That's what I'm And you know I'm right. You know I'm right. No, I did know you're play? right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, did he play Rain? Rain is an incredible bass line. He played on a Rick. And he played the Rick on this tour. The bass is a prom. He, man, he pushed it up in the mix. We did not cover that he produced this album from 800 hours of tape footage. So the bass is highly prominent in the mix throughout the album, especially when he's playing. And whoever says Paul McCartney's not one of the greatest bass players ever is out of their mind. Nobody says that but Kiss Twats. No way. Is he as good as Getty? Probably not. Is he as good as Cliff? Probably not. But he is an awesome bass player. Well, he plays boy. He always picks the right note. That's what I think. Boy, makes him. Boy, up. does he does he tear it up on this whole album? And it starts with this track. And but I don't date the. Uh, the critics at the time said it sounded like a Lennon song. And I don't really hear the Lennon in the track. But it, he plays it live forever, and I don't get it. So when I seen him, I was like, oh, here's Let Me Roll It. Of course. But today he shows off plays Foxy Lady, stuff like that. But it's a good track. I don't love it as much as Ralph, though. How about you, Ian? Uh, <clears throat> well, I, I just want to say, uh, I don't know what bass he used live. I know in the studio, though, he played, uh, it was a BC Rich Warlock that he would later sell to Blackie Lawless. No, uh, Nikki. Nikki says. Oh, oh, Nikki? Okay, all right. Uh, th this was never a favorite of mine. I, I never cared for this song. Uh, not the I studio. agree. And, and this one, I, I, I think it's okay. I got to say, I think I like this live version better than the studio, but I'm still not a huge fan of this song. But I will take the next one that is Spirits of Ancient Egypt. And this is what I never remember hearing. Uh, I didn't think this was too bad. I liked it. It, it was different. Uh wasn't what I was expecting, and it made me want to find, like, what you know, let's see, what album is this on? 
Venus uh, and Mars. Venus. Oh, this on Venus. Okay, well, I need to check out Venus and Mars because I, I thought it was a pretty interesting sounding song. Didn't sound like the Beatles. Didn't sound like you know regular Paul McCartney shit to me. So I want to check it out. Not bad. What do you think, Ralph? I love this song, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan of um, Venus and Mars as well. You know, I put that, I mean, they're sister albums to me. Ben on the Run, Venus and Mars. They're both solid albums, man. Great songs. But uh, yeah, this one has a bit of a little, you know, mystical vibe to it. The different vocals. Um, love it, man. It's just a good, good vibe, man. Like a chilling vibe, but it's not mellow. But it's still chill. And I love it. What do you think there, Charles? Are you guys really going to not mention that Danny Lane did the primary lead vocals in this track? Obviously, we didn't. No. Um, Danny Lane was what? In the Moody Blues. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's a cool track. But are you mad, Ralph, that it's not on the set list today? No. No, not really. I don't want to see any songs sung by, except from, from Paul. But Paul's an exception, too. Like, I love when I see him do John songs. Oh, that's cool. Like yeah, I, I love when he does that. But the benefit of Mr. Kite? Yeah, he rules, does great, John. I've seen him. Oh, yeah, I, I it's great. Imagine one. Um, I I seen him do uh, like I said, Hard Day's Night. That was pretty cool. Um, but it's a cool song. Um, do you notice how prominent Paul's backing vocals are in the mix? I didn't really pay attention to that. Oh, very prominent. And this is where I think the album starts showing its uh, Kiss Alive treatment. Some sweetening because like it's perfect right but it's a cool track but i i don't miss the low rent john lennon so i really don't i mean we see paul today so we don't miss this track but it was okay what do you think of medicine jar rules absolutely rules now that one i just i would be like that would be cool and do you to me, I get a Ringo vibe in the vocal. Yeah, like, I can see it. Jimmy McCulloch sounds a little bit like Ringo. He wrote it. He wrote it with a drummer from a previous band. And uh, it's a really cool song. Unfortunately, Mr. McCulloch uh, didn't listen to his own advice and he passed away from adventure. Yeah, but, on the medicine drum. Right. It's really kind of a sad song when you think about it, but it was a pretty good good thing. But again, he'll never do that today. He won't do that song, but it was a really cool song. I think it fit in. Paul was really trying to establish himself I think at this time as an arena rocker. And uh, I don't know whether he pulled it off or not, but this was a good track. I enjoyed it. Ian? Uh, I really dug this one. And I, I thought it was cool that, you know, he was really trying to establish Wings as a band, you know, by having tracks that, that Denny Lane would sing and, and Jimmy McCulloch would sing. 
and it fits great. I, I think it's really good, and again, one that makes me want to go check out the album that this is off of. Venus uh, and Mars there, again. Yeah, yeah. And and, and there, there's one track on here uh, that's you know coming up. That's one of my favorites. You know that Paul doesn't sing, uh, but th this is a really good one, and, and I would like to hear some of this shit live instead of you know you see him live now. I look at recent set lists, and it's you know much heavy on the Beatles. You know, which is cool, and I understand it, and probably pleases more of the crowd, but uh, at this point, you know, he's trying to stick out and let Wings, you know, have their own thing going on, and I think it works. I love the track. What do you think, bro? Yeah, you know, if I were to pick a Wings song that he didn't sing to play live now, I would love to see him do Medicine Jar. Oh yeah, See, totally. I wouldn't mind him fucking doing the vocals on. Plus, a little tribute to Jim. But um, yeah. fucking rocks, man. I, I'm telling you, I used to watch this video. Like I burned, I copied it from the original video, Wings Over America, and I would watch it all the fucking time during, I don't know, '84, '85. I mean, I would, it was constant. I was like really getting into the wings at this point. That this is where I started to go back. And, by their studio album, The Medicine Jar. Yeah, it was, it's one of my favorites on there. I just think it's a kick-ass seven. But, but which one do you prefer, Ralph? Um, you know what? I like the vibe of this live one, but I like the vocals on the studio version more. And it's a little funkier. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, the bass. By far. Oh, oh, McCartney. I'm telling you. You're right. It's McCartney. McCartney is so fucking underrated dude yeah i it's a bass player the studio version is better but this part this fucking this is a this is cool yeah absolutely rocking version i agree i'll take the next one maybe i'm amazed <clears throat> yeah it's a classic man off his first album and uh man does this guy ever tear out his throat too this is why he doesn't he can't do this anymore he doesn't perform. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. But oh, go ahead, Rob. Oh, come on, dude. The guy's voice. I mean, but you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Too. You know, you gotta expect that, man. But, but here in his prime, he sings better than Paul Stanley. Well, so am I, and I ain't saying much. So yeah. Bob right, Dylan sings better than Paul Stanley. You're Doctor Fuck, Mister <laughs> Crash and Die. But uh, yeah, maybe I'm amazed the way he just like screams it. You know, same thing like he does in Old Darden. I love when Paul beefs up that voice and screams through it during a gentle little ballad about Linda, a, a woman that he did not spend a day without except for the time he got busted in Japan. You know, that's the only time they didn't spend a day without each other was when he was in jail. Yep. So he wrote this song earlier in the relationship. And uh, yeah, I guess he really meant it, huh? I guess he really was amazed by the chick. You know, Absolutely. They were together for... See, this makes more sense than why can't this be love while you're going backstage <laughs> getting blowjobs. <laughs> Fuck Sammy Hagar. Right, Ian? Goddamn right. All right, what do you think of this song? Oh, this is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Uh, definitely my favorite uh, Paul Solo song. Uh, I think it stands up with anything that he did in the Beatles. Anything. Uh, and, and this is a fine version. 
you know, and, and this is one I've listened to this live version since I was a kid. Uh, I still prefer the, the McCartney album version, but great, great track and a great version here. And uh, yeah, yeah, this, this one, while I think some of his stuff doesn't translate as well live, this one definitely does. One of the greatest all time. What do you think, Charles? Well, I kind of disagree with Ralph on one point. Like, I was a little later in the game to see him Paul live. I saw him in uh, Las Vegas in 2019. And so he's a little bit older, which, by the way, he was still seeing better than Paul Stanley all day. So but does he, he did maybe. Well, of course. <laughs> but, uh, I seen him do maybe I'm amazed. And to be honest, I believe this is the definitive version. Because unlike said Kiss, unlike said a lot of other bands, he doesn't have to re-record his shit because he owns it. And when you see him live today, he does the same arrangement that's on this album. It's the only single release from this album backed by a controversial song, I believe, it's B-Side. It is beautiful. And it was only like a number 31 single in the U.S. And I think it stacks up with For No One or whatever his great ballads are with the Beatles. And I bet John and George were like, that fucking asshole. That should have been a Beatles ballad. But he released it right after the Beatles broke up, and he was the bad guy. But it's the definitive version of this song. It's beautiful. I love it. Enough said. What do you think of the next one, Richard Corey? No, no, no. Next, next song's uh, "Come Call Me Back." Yeah, yeah. Oh, me. Absolutely great. You guys, I know, are both. Beatles aficionados. This song harkens back to what Lennon called hot boiling. And dude, is Paul showing out? It harkens back to the Kansas Cities, the Lucille's, the uh, Long Toss Sally. That was one take. What is your thoughts, your guys' collective thoughts? of Long Call Sally by the Beatles. Uh, Go ahead. Not not a favorite. Really? Uh, you know what? I don't like Kansas City. I don't like I don't like a lot of those Rocky Roll pot boilers. <clears throat> yeah, the Rocky Rolly stuff that the Beatles did. You, know? you didn't like I I'm Down? Stuff like I love this boy and I saw him standing there. You know I You didn't like I'm Down? I'm a loser. I love all that shit. But these, these, a lot of those songs on the past Masters Beatles album I have, have a lot of those songs like Long Tom Sally and uh, I'm Down and what else? I like I'm Down though. Um, Oh yeah. You know, there were a couple songs you mentioned that are on the past Masters. But... What about uh, um, um, My Love Don't Give Me Presents? I don't know. Uh, She's a Woman. Yeah, She's a Woman. I don't like that one either. Really? Oh, okay. I know. I know it's a their beloved songs. I do, but I don't know. I'm a huge Beatles fan, but those are songs that really don't grab me. You know? 
there's a lot of songs through the now do i hate them no i don't hate them at all matter of fact no. many times i let it spin and won't like skip the track because i just feel like hearing a, a full beatles album this ain't listening to like fucking don't close your eyes on fucking rainbow rising you know that that song bothers me to no end you know it would have been a problem no. not that song my least favorite my least favorite Beatles song is Mr. Moonlight. Yeah, I by far. Yeah, I don't like that one either. Oh, I hate it's it. In the same vein as as you know, uh Kansas City and shit like that. Kind of. And so he, he just boom cha 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 type shit. No, I'm not into Uh you're talking best of my mucho. No, but, but this five of best of my mucho. Right. But this song is pretty cool, man. Like no, I, I would have been yeah, I, I would have been happy. I would have been happy to hear this song when I see him. Um, it's I. It's hard to de- discern which one, the studio version or this one, because he does vocal improvs. So it's it's vocally different from the studio version, but it is great. I actually love this song. I mean, it's phenomenal. Paul is singing his ass off on this song. I I wish I would have seen it too. I did see him do one thing the last time I saw him that's on this album that I've never seen him do before. Me too. Me too, buddy. It's one of my favorite songs. Me too, buddy. And it's my favorite song from the album. But yeah, um, I I love this. I love uh, love the song Call Me Back Again. It's, you know, it's just the same vibe as Letting Go. Got, kind of got that vibe. Oh, uh, you already brought it up. You already <coughs> cool, brought it up. Cool, chill, cool, chill uh, vibe. Very 70s. Very 70s. Yeah, and I grew up on this shit. This hard rock from the 70s. I fucking love it. What do you think? It's all right. Nothing to write home about. I, I could pick about 30 other songs I'd rather hear than this, but it's all right. Okay. That's all I got. I'll take the next one though. Now he dips back into Beatles territory with, uh, well, uh, dips into for this album for the first time, but uh, Lady Madonna. Uh, it, it's a, it's an okay version. Again, I can think of like fifty other Beatles songs I'd rather hear other than Lady Madonna, but I don't, you know, I don't hate it. But uh, it, it, it sounds okay. It's an alright version. What do you think, Ralph? I never like Lady Madonna. <clears throat> it's another Beatles song I was didn't hate. It's all right, whatever, but it doesn't measure up to me. So like a lot of songs I can name from the Beatles that are not even near as popular as Lady Madonna. Don't hate it, but I'm with you 100. percent I can pick a hundred other Beatles songs over Lady Madonna to hear them play. You know, <clears throat> but uh, what can you do? I mean, I don't hate, I don't love it in this version. I don't give a fuck if it's as good or as bad as the original version. It just doesn't matter to me. It's a whatever song. What do you think, Charles? I agree. Uh, Lady and Madonna is probably my, one of my least favorite number one Beatles singles. How many did it fucking have, dude? Like 21? Exactly 21. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. Nobody touches that fucking record. But there's so many way better tracks in this song he played it when i seen him and it's like uh it's time to go take a piss get water um 
Well. Oh god, I mean it's it's a Beatles one track. Um, yeah, I could have done without it, probably. But he right, loves well, the song. He loves it, but I'm just like whatever. We'll take the next one. Long and Winding Road. Oh my god. Talk about Lennon was probably on point. This is McCartney Granny shit. Period. It is music. Another song I can do without. However, but he incorporated the horns, which changed from the uh, string dynamic. But I've always thought it was way overblown. And it it's kind of the type of track where extreme metalheads Sabbath over fucking uh, Metallica, whatever, would be like, McCartney sucks ass. It is so overblown. It's okay on this album, but I've never been a fan of this song. Well, I love this song. I've always loved this song. Um, I don't know, it's special to me. And I want to give a shout out to TikTok. Remember TikTok, man, there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. I had the TikTok madness. On my on my Beatles episode on Vieira Vault, and when I told him I love this song, he called me a fairy fruit. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to TikTok man. Now TikTok man does have a point because he is a man, and I am a fairy fruit. What do you think of this no. song, Ian? Oh, cool! I'm a fairy fruit too. Right I, I I love this song, and it's Paul through and through. But this is the Paul that I like, the you know, the, the sappy side that I like. He, he writes a great fucking ballad, and I think this is a really good version. Uh, you know, I, I think the band the band sounds good on it. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have it's it's not as overblown as the Phil Spector version. Uh, and but the the beauty of the song comes through. Uh, no, I, I think as far as the Beatles covers go, I, I think this this is a very very fine one. I'll take the next one, uh, "Live and Let Die." Nope, uh, nope, that's number nine. That's number nine. Number Remember? nine. Number nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You go ahead. Take take number Thank nine. Thank you. Put me on that. Hey, hey, is the Guns N' Roses is GNR's version worse than this? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, of course. You guys witness. I, I'm speaking, Is it? I'm speaking for science and myself. Ian, what do you think? Uh, Guts and Root, Roses ruined this song for me. Oh. Well, it's the only song when you see Paul today live. He kind of blows away Kiss. Oh, with that flash pot. Oh, during this song, oh you kidding me? The amount of fire! Oh my stage? god, it rules, dude. But it you know, rules. Well, I'll talk about it when I get to Living Like I was seeing it live. But keep going. But, but on y'all, on the page, on the Facebook page, like when I posted Paul Stanley's Soul Station sucked. People came at me, bro. But I was like, rightfully so. Stella McCartney. <laughs> Stella McCartney asked Paul McCartney, um, when did you start covering a GNR song? That is actually published. 
look it up. And it's like, GNR did a pretty good version. I've seen both. But Paul blows him the fuck away, dude. How old is Period. Paul, like, fucking five years old? How did she not know this is a McCartney? I don't know. Stella's like roughly 15. Okay. Oh, I, I think that was, it was probably a joke. No. I would believe so. Either it's a joke so. or she's got mental problems. But Peg Leg Pete, whoever that second wife was, she actually <laughs> didn't know he wrote Get Back. Oh my God! Is this song rule? It rules. It's one of the best songs on the on the album, and it is definitely a highlight when you see him today. And but GNR's was pretty good. But right. go ahead, your guys' witness. Well, uh, whose turn is it? I don't know. You can go, Ralph. What's next? Oh no! No, no you didn't talk about it. Yeah. Live and let die. Live and Let Die, live, is something to behold. Look, oh, is it? And I'll never forget the first time I saw it, I was front row at the Earl oh, Robbie Stadium Flowers and Dirt Tour. When they yeah. play the song and it goes into the Live and Let Die, they let off cushion bombs that the whole, including me, we all like shit our pants. It really felt like a bomb fell right in front of us. It was the most crazy thing. Now, here's the crazy part. I went the next night. He played two nights, and I had nosebleeds. I felt the concussion up there. I was like, and I was even sitting up there going, all oh, those poor people up front. And you know what? It's always the fucking same. Every fucking time I've seen Paul McCartney, the concussion bomb always gets me. Even when I'm ready for it, it still hits me harder than I think it's going to be. Oh, it rules. It's and so rules. The fire that's flaming around McCartney. I got a really <laughs> killer picture of it. And um, right. yeah. it's just a, a phenomenal stage show. It's a showstopper. It's a fucking, and it's epic, man. It's an epic song, you know, with the strings and all that shit and hard driving. And uh, <clears throat> it rules. But you know uh, what does not rule about this song is GNR's cover. Really? <laughs> At all? Zero? It's not the worst thing I heard. I mean, dude, uh, they put uh, it on uh, spaghetti. They put it on spaghetti instead. Maybe that's an okay record, but without no, it, no. It, it was that on just your illusions. Yeah, but if yeah, and it sucked. It, it should have been on spaghetti instead. I remember Axl oh. Rose said in an interview. Live and Let Die is kind of like Welcome to the Jungle Part 2. And I'm like, how? No, it's not. No, it's not. Nothing like it. And he's like, not even close. Yeah, he's wacky like Stella. But Slash played pretty good. uh, Good good guitar on it, I would say. But it's, you know. I got to go listen again. (laughs) Paul's is better. Yeah, this is fucking phenomenal, dude. All right, I'll oh, take the absolutely. next one. Picasso's last words, drink to me. Love it. Oh, yeah. no, I, I didn't get, I, I, hey, I didn't, I didn't get to talk about yeah. Live and Let Die. Hey, I didn't get to talk about Live and Let Die yet. I think right. yeah. that Jimmy's uh, version sucks, so you pretty much summed it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Slash is solo on that. Slash is no Gilby Clark. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Yeah, and, 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 and that's what Easy. I think of. What's, when I when I hear it, you know, I'm just like, oh, uh, 
GNR, generic and repetitive, have ruined this fucking song for me. Uh, I, I used to... Generic and repetitive. I gotta write that down. That's an original. I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you never that up? That was awesome. Yes, I that did. Really. I did actually. Fuck yeah. I, I had I had so long to sit and think about what I was gonna say about this. But uh <laughs> now, and that that's what that's what it reminds me of. I just you know, and it's unfortunate because it is a great song. I'm not taking anything away from the song, but it's just a song that's like ruined for me now. And anytime I hear it, uh you know, even I, I just watched Live and Let Die in the, the movie the other week. I'm just, ah, fucking Barbara Streisand firm. Um, it's, it's a good song, but I, I just never need to hear it again. But we'll take the next song, uh, which, holy shit, I'd much rather hear. I'd, I'd rather hear GNRs than this next song. Uh, I've never liked this song. Picasso's Last Words, Drink to Me. Never cared for it. Supposedly, uh, this was inspired by a meeting with Dustin Hoffman where Dustin Hoffman and him were hanging out and, and he was talking to him about songwriting and Paul's like, oh, I can just make up a song about anything. And and he goes, all right, make up a song about, you know, I think they were at like a an art show, like a Picasso art show. He goes, ah, oh, make up a song about Picasso. And McCartney did it on the spot. And to me, it sounds like it. Never cared for this song and the live version didn't change it for me. I, I don't like that studio version because it keeps going into all those stupid changes. And I like I like this version because it's shaved down. It's got the, you know, the meat and potatoes. The money shot of the song, I think, is on the live version. The studio version just drags on. It's kind of shitty. But I love this. I love hearing it stripped down like they played it. Uh, and I love this section of the album, too, because they're all sitting down on stools and doing acoustic shit. And I love Picasso's last words. Drink to me, drink to my health. It's okay, it's not, I mean, is it, you know, I don't even think it's as good as a, uh, I'll follow the sun uh, for sale, but I still love it, you know, it's, it's good. It's a good McCartney solo song. Wouldn't be great as a Beatles song, but cause you know, you gotta put it, stack it up against those great songs. But as far as the context of the wings and live and doing a little, jam acoustically to it i don't mind it at all what do you think charles i probably agree with uh wadzilla like <laughs> this song is a product of the era and i would rather hear like michelle or something like that it, it's okay it's an okay song this part of the album he's playing 12 strings acoustic guitar primarily which is weird he never he never really did a before but it's an okay song but i could hear something else all right what do you think of richard corey myself this is a uh, cover song written by paul simon which was strange and he uh let denny lane sing it it was okay it was all right but again you'll never hear it today um probably could have put something else like you're gonna lose that girl or something like that but whatever it's all right uh, Ian? i really dug this one uh i, I like the denny lane songs myself and it, it Actually, the Denny Lane songs on here make me want to check out 
the Wings albums that I don't know. Because I was like, I, I think it's cool breaking it up and shit. And I was surprised when I found out that, that Paul Simon wrote this and it was a, a Simon and Garfunkel song. I, I, I like maybe one or two Simon and Garfunkel songs and maybe one or two solo Simon and Garfunkel songs, but I cannot stand like Sound of Silence and shit. I hate that fucking shit. Um, yeah. But this, this this one I thought was, was really good and I, I like how it, it broke the shit up having different people sing. I think it, especially having a triple live album and you're not doing a lot of Beatles songs and to me you don't have the band that you need to do the Beatles songs or the member, <laughs> you know. But uh, nah, I, I thought it was a really good one and uh, it was new to me and I dug it. What do you think, Ralph? Yeah, I, I love it as well. And I am familiar with the Simon and Garfield. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Sound of Silence, but man, I, I love the other songs I'm sure you don't like. Like Bridge Over Trouble Water. Oh, oh I love it. Love it. fucking song. Oh, it rules. Robinson, I like all that shit. But their version is very different. I mean, it's, well, it is different because you know what they sound like. Where this song kind of like beefs it up a little bit and adds, you know, extra instruments because it's just Simon and Garfunkel doing the song, one acoustic guitar, and them harmonizing. And uh, their version's good, and this version, I can't tell you which one I like more. Uh, but I like this version. I, I think it's uh, it's it's very much the same, but they add a lot of like you know kitchen sink stuff that gives it a whole new different type of vibe, and it's a little more sped up. So I dig it, man. All right, do I go next? Or I'm gonna forget it. Ralph, Ralph, let me. Can I interject one thing? No, dude. Fuck, please. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Rolling Stone for life. Do you know that? Dude, their review of this album said when Denny Lane sang, people ran to the toilet to take a pot break. Dude, it was 1976. People would light up on the floor. Fuck Rolling Stone, dude. But but, but I, I see it differently, bro. When I see Rolling Stone back something, that makes it good. Absolutely. So, fuck them. Right on. All right. So I go next, right? Blue Blur? Yes, sir. Blue Blur. Yes, sir. Blue I, like I like it, but, you know, it's no Blackbird. Uh, it is a little fruity, but I like it. I don't hate it, but I can take it or leave it. Uh, it's a little too light in the loafers for me. What do you think, Ian? Uh, I think it's a beautiful, silly song. You know, uh, I, I dig it. I think it's a good version. It's it, but it's it's so Paul. Paul is just such, such a. I love him, but he is like the positive fucking Polly. You know, he he is the, the uh, Ken Mills, <laughs> Ken Mills and Paul McCartney. I, I I think those guys have never been sad a day in their life. Uh, the, you know, it's just one of those happy, silly songs. Uh, but but I like it. But I like, but this is the shit when Paul McCartney gets shit. You know, there, there's a song that's worse than than this on there as far as being like silly and cornball. But uh, I like it. I've always liked Bluebird. What do you think, Charles? I absolutely love this song. Um, it's just a beautiful, typical McCartney, um, happy-go-lucky song. It's beautiful. 
He didn't do when I seen him, but uh, I mean, yeah, it is. It is definitely on the pop side, but he is a genius, and he can bang out songs like this in his sleep. Hello, it's not Shandy. I mean, it's a beautiful song, um, and the twelve-string guitar sounds great on it. I love it. Yeah, I like Shandy awesome. more. I like Shandy more than Boober, and you know that's some sad ass shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Charles, well, why don't you take the next one? Uh, the Beatles, I Just Seen a Face. When I seen him on tour, he did this song. It is a highlight of help. Period. Go back to the Backlog Kids. And there is a great help episode on the RMCP uh, page. Um, and I love this song, it's great. Pretty simple. Uh, straightforward. I actually like it more than yesterday. Go ahead. I, I I love this song. Yeah, I like it more than yesterday. It is I like on help. Help to me is like the most underrated Beatles album. Absolutely. Absolutely. That album is. Um, oh. But yeah, not only have I seen Paul McCartney do this, I think twice, but I also saw. David oh, you're Roth. lucky. I saw David Lee Roth do this song. On this Rules. Song. And, and that was a shock. I was like, holy shit, he's doing not just in the face. But, uh, oh, I love this song. It's a knee tapper, man. It's a great song. It's just beautiful. It's, you, know, you talk about the genius of Paul McCartney. It's oozing. It's like he jacked off his genius all over. I just seen the face. This song is perfection. It's awesome. It's upbeat. Absolutely love it. And it's a prime example why Lennon McCartney were the greatest songwriters on the face of the earth, according to me, and that guy called Science. What do you think, Darian? Eh, I, I like the song, but if we're talking about this version, I, I'd rather hear David Lee Ross' version. And I, I have heard that. I thought it was a, he did a great cover of it. Yeah. But uh, to me, this one doesn't even come close to the Beatles version. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's 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 kind of stale. And, and I'm not talking about the song, mind you. I'm just saying this particular version I don't think is that that great or memorable. But I do love the song. It's a beautiful song. But uh, this version, I'm, eh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll take the next one, which is Blackbird. Now, this one, I think, is a great version. Not only is this one of, one of Paul's best songs, uh, but I think this, this one stands, you know, this can hold its head up high against the White Album version. I think he does an incredible, of course, you know, the guitar is a little bit more, more pronounced and better on the White Album, but uh, I think it's a really good version. Sounds great. What do you think, Charles? I kind of disagree. And the only reason why is because the 12-string guitar, again, he does not play that. Like when I seen him, he played a Epiphone Texan, which is what he played on the original recording and he had no kind of like backing kind of thing it ruled but he did not play this when i seen him live which is crazy um i do like this version but yesterday is played out to me uh period yeah whatever no, we were talking about we were talking about blackbird blackbird uh, okay when i seen him do blackbird <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. 
a little That's bit too much moonshine. He actually announced to the crowd that whoever's learning this song on guitar is learning it wrong. And it's funny because I'm learning guitar, but this version is okay to me. But the 12 string is a little bit overbearing. Well, all right. I love this version, and I don't care if it was recorded with a fucking boombox. <laughs> Paul McCartney played Blackbird in any incarnation. I'm gonna love it, you know. Uh, of course, not no beat the white album version, but I love it. I, I just love hearing him play Blackbird. And yeah, when I saw him last time, he stood on this thing that took him way up to the ceiling. Let me tell you, that looked same, cool. same, that, that, same. That way cooler than what Kiss ever did. That shit was bad. Oh, nice. By far, by far. And uh, I love it. I love Blackbird. It's historic. You know, it's him, you know, in one hand, it's him because, you know, it's a song about, you know, racism. You know, how we should judge black people better. But also, I also get a vibe is that he liked that brown sugar. You know, McCartney said, yes, sir. I like this one for the black buds. So you <laughs> so can get some of those, that black poon. Can you blame him? <laughs> no, no, yeah, sir. Yeah. Blackbird. All right. Uh, next song, Yesterday. Again, look, this is a song, eh, you know, I mean, <clears throat> it's a song that, of course, I knew before I was even into music. You know, I knew this and Hard Day's Night. And, you know, the Beatles were unescapable. So this is, a, again, a very, very important part of my youth where I wasn't even to, into music, but I dug it. You know, and, uh, and I absolutely love Yesterday. And like I said about Blackbird, man, just I don't give a fuck what version it is. Put Paul McCartney up on stage with an acoustic guitar and do Blackbird and Yesterday. And I'm going to fucking love it. What do you think, Charles? I absolutely agree. And I'm sorry I lost train of thought on the last track. You guys are the pros. Um, it's... I he did not do this when I seen him, and it really blew my mind because I'm like, it is your biggest song ever, like on the history of the planet. And I just don't really love the song. I'm sorry, but it still did bother me. It's like if you saw um, Kiss and they didn't do rock and roll all night. You're like, what the fuck is that? Or you saw Van Halen and they didn't do She's Really Got Me or something. It's like, this is your biggest song ever. But it's a great song. It doesn't matter if it's on it. It's beautiful. But again, it sounds slightly different with the 12-string guitar. And it was unique on this tour. He's never played a 12-string ever. So it's okay. It's yesterday. MTV said it's the greatest song ever. Is it? I don't know. You're a witness, Wadzilla. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, mean, I, I don't know. Uh, the, the thing is, I get that it's a, a triple live album, but you know, you're going to do two Guns N' Roses covers, and he didn't even get the words right. It's like, <laughs> yesterday! Right. Yeah, I don't know what the right. what the fuck he's singing. Now, uh, seriously, yesterday I get it. It is a amazing song. I think it's one of the most covered songs of all time. Beautiful yeah. song. Never 
ever need to hear this fucking song again. Absolutely. This this is one of this is one of those Beatles songs. If this came on, like skip, skip. But at the same time, I appreciate what it is. You know, it it is a great song, but it's just never never ever been one of my favorites yet i know it's great i know it's like a perfect song but there's just something about it it's like yeah i don't, I don't need to hear this wham wham shit it's great but yeah whatever uh yeah but in hindsight i'd rather hear it on repeat for two hours than the next fucking song you gave me the answer oh my god now this is the cornball shit that <laughs> John Lennon used to fucking make fun of all the time when he said, you know, McCartney likes Granny. to do that gran- granny fucking music. Yeah, uh, yeah this this song, <laughs> wow, this, it, this thing sucks fucking hard. And if I, I was doing a little research, this was a fucking single from, I, I think this was the first single from Venus and Mars. <laughs> and, and it's, god damn, good thing I didn't hear this or he would never convince me to check out that album. Uh, I don't yeah. remember this ever being on the radio like a couple other from that album. Well, well, yeah, 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 I'm not saying it was played, but he released it first. I think everybody's like, nah, nah. You know, what? We'll, we'll, we'll wait for the next one. Yeah, uh, it probably had it probably had a, a, a different song on side two, and they did like what they did with Detroit. Rock. I never heard it. I never heard it till this album. Yeah, well, uh, ever. All right, Ian, keep going. Uh, but. Yeah, no, no, that's all I got to say about this song. It sucks. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, it's Ralph? Like, yeah, it's 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 not like yeah, I, I, who am I bullshit? I don't like this song. But <laughs> but I don't hate it either, but I think it would have been more horrifying if they would have put this Every time I hear this song, I think of the shine. You know the part where Jack <laughs> goes into that, you know, right. Bar- Play yeah. this during that scene, man. That'd be, I think it would make it even more spookier. You know? It's it sounds like that era, you know. Yeah. I I just can't wait to hear it on Chinese democracy too. Yeah. <laughs> well, doesn't it harken back to like some of those weird songs he did, like White Album? Like those yeah, 1920s yeah, honey pie. No, I love, I love, you know, and uh, what's the song he did about his dog on the White Album? I love that song. Oh, Martha. Oh, uh, Martha, Martha, my dear. Yeah. Oh, Martha, when which I'm, has been the same vibe, but I love that. Which is when, yeah, no, those are good. Yeah. When I'm 64. That one's cute. I love it. This is kind of yeah. harking back to that. He always had, he learned from his dad how to play piano and it was all this like Broadway style show tune type music so he always did these kind of songs for like a long time it is lame I don't mind that I didn't see him perform this but in the context of the album and people like Rolling Stone said sneaking off to go smoke pot during Danny Lane songs it's okay like I wouldn't Rolling have been Stone upset. Song. Yeah, I wouldn't have been upset. But Rolling Stones magazine said this is the greatest Paul McCartney song ever written. Oh, by far. They, I mean, remember, folks, they hated Led Zeppelin. Remember oh, that. Sabbath. Called, called. Oh, remember they, they called Van Halen a Deep Purple clone. This is who we're talking hated. about. 
They hated heaven and hell. They hated heaven and hell. Yeah, that, that, that's all you, well, that, to me, it's like, okay, now I get it. Let's go listen to heaven and hell. It has to be good. They denied Eric Carr, but, and they didn't really like this album. And this live album stands up to a live Frampton Comes Alive. But yes, we could have done with another track on this song. I agree with both of them. What do you think of Magneto and Titanium, man? Absolutely do not like this song. Like, and I'm a comic book nerd. And uh, Stan Lee blessed off on it. And there was actually footage, like a backdrop with Magneto and Titanium Man. I just don't like this song. Um, can do without it. Thought it was a waste of time. All right, Ian. Yeah, pass. <laughs> this song sucks. I was, I was like, I heard this, and I was like, what album's this on? I was like, yeah, another reason I never heard Venus and Mars. Uh, this one did fucking nothing for me. That's not fair, but yeah, that song sucks. What do you think, Ralph? Not a fan. But I don't hate oh. it. Don't hate it. Um, it's just whatever. You know, pass. Take it or leave it. And yes, there are times I will listen to this album and press skip. Um, And I press skip to the next song too. Uh, Go now. It starts okay, but it just drags, and it's got that gospel feeling that I don't really like too much. It's a little too gospely, and I'm not a fan of Go Now. What do you think, Charles? Well, first of all, do you realize? I know you would that KISS covered this in the early days? I did not know that. Uh, Can anybody find that recording? I don't know. I'm telling you, they do. Um, Paul Stanley sung it. Um, It's the only song the Moody Blues had that Denny Lane had a hit with. And I don't really like it blows up but he sings it good I don't know who's playing bass because we're not really we're really skipping over when Denny Lane is playing bass it has dropped tremendously in the mix but I don't know who's playing what on this one but it's okay I don't miss it go ahead Ian uh, I dug this song I, I liked it is this on Venus and Mars no Okay, Wait, another reason I'm not going to Okay. Well, well I'm going to check that album out because there's another song coming up from that album that I really dug. But I like this, but I, I like these Denny Lane songs. Uh, you know, it's more than, than you know, uh, Magnum and Titanium Man or whatever, you know. I, I yeah. thought it was good. I dug it. All right, I'll take the next one, which is My Love. <laughs> it's not a bad song. It, it, it it's not it's not one of Paul's best, but it, it's it's not horrible. He took a at the time saying you know it was a you know just another sappy McCartney song and you know like him trying to do a version of, of to compete with something, which of course something's amazing times better. My my love's an all right song and this is an all right version. It's an okay version of an okay song in my opinion. What do you think, Ralph? 
I love this song, man. This song, again, it's better than me. It's one of those songs that was all over the radio when I when I when radio was good because they play this song and then they play the ocean by Zeppelin right afterwards and uh, you know I grew up on this stuff man and my love to me is a perfect love song it's just gorgeous and something that I would expect nothing less from McCartney and I like this version I prefer the studio version more but I love this version it's got a good little uh, atmospheric vibe to it always love this song what do you think Charles uh, it's great. Absolutely great. It's like the essence of McCartney. Um, unfortunately, he didn't do it when I seen him, which I made a note of that. But I think it's because he really can't sing it like he could back then. And the guitar solo is phenomenal. It's a great song. That is why he is a genius. All right, what do you think of the next one? Listen to what the man said. On the flip side, I feel like this song is Paul's granny. Really. I, I just never really cared for this song. and uh, But it shows off like the uh, horn section. And there's a dude named Howie Casey that was in a band that tried to keep the Beatles on a pamper. So, if for no other reason, I love this album because Paul eventually hired one of the guys that tried to cock-block the Beatles for coming to Hamburg. That's it. This song is, is whatever. It's like dental office music. Go ahead. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, this song sucks. I've, I've never liked this fucking song. And I think of like, you know, the other shit that he could have played off, you know, Ram or fucking, you know, first McCartney. I'm like, take this fucking crap off and put on Monk Berry Moon Delight, whatever, you know. Now that's a fucking song. This this one sucks. I've never liked this song. You know, Charles said it. You know, this is this is that granny shit, and uh, this is why people make fun of Paul McCartney. Not a fan. Ralph. Yeah. No. Pass. And, and throw, throw throw on there some some instruments you blow into. You know, I mean, you know, not only that type of instruments, but you know the ones that what's that high thing that goes dee, 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 whatever clarinet or something. Let me tell you something. How does it go? Wait, wait a minute. How does it go? Hey, yeah, I don't but know. you should. <laughs> hey, but you should give Chicago a chance, dude. It's no, like those no. 70s Chicago bands. No, no. You, no. You were not the boss, Charles. All right, man. <laughs> Terry Kath could play that guitar, dude. Yeah, Yeah, because well, 70 well, Chicago rules. Well, well, whoever was playing the, the piccolo in this fucking song, I guarantee <laughs> I, I think it was Jenny Piccolo from Happy Days. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm positive that person's a pedo. Yeah, the, the Pied Piper of pedos. Let me tell you, this song is <laughs> whack. It sucks. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, I know exactly how it went. It went like this. Hold on. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Damn, that was dry. God, that song sucks. So does the smell in my room now. <laughs> so yeah, fuck this song. All right, uh, let them in. 
man, this song is so stupid. And I remember, oh my God, this was all over the radio as a kid. And I wasn't ever a fan of this song, even as a kid. But now, you know, now that I'm turning into a granny, you know, it's got that, it's got that fucking nostalgia thing to it to me. I still don't like it, but it's it's better than listening to what the man said. That's about all I can say about this one. What, what do you say, Ian? I fucking love this song. And, and there there is the granny aspect to it, but I've always loved this. I fucking love that shit. And, yeah, and it, 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 it is it is stupid and it's silly, but for whatever reason, this is another one of those songs I could never remember a time when I didn't know this song. And uh, I've always loved it. And I, I think, you know, the biggest one, I, I thought he was saying Uncle Ian. And I, I was hearing my name and I get so excited and shit. And I fucking, I, I love this song. I think it's a decent version. It's not as good as the studio. There's too much studio magic on that one. But, uh... I, I love this song, and I, I think by this point in the album, I was, uh, you know, had a couple drinks in me, and I was starting to feel it a lot more than I was in the beginning. Uh, so I love it. What do you think, Charles? Oh my gosh! I mean, when I seen him in uh, Las Vegas, he did this song, and it's probably because, dude, I was born May eighth, seventy four. What about you? Oh, I'm May, I'm, I'm, I'm May eleventh. Right, I'm three days older than you, so I'm more wise. And uh, dude, this song rules. It's great, man. It was so awesome to see him do that song live. Like it's kind of deep cutish, not completely. And spoiler alert: my favorite song on the album's coming up rather soon. And oh, I love this song. It's great. It was a great version. Awesome. What do you think of Time awesome. to Hide? Time to Hide. Um, isn't, uh, I'm not a big, huge fan of this one. The bass, though, is phenomenal. And I know we have really skipped over that a lot. Like, side one, McCartney plays bass. Side two plays piano. We're talking about the LP. And then side three, he's playing bass again or piano, whatever. His bass playing is phenomenal on this album. And it's really pushed up in the mix, but he is a producer. It's a great song. I would love to hear it again live. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'll go into the next one. Ian didn't say nothing. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ian. Uh, my my review, eh? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, this is where I school your asses. Terrence style. Ooh. This is one of my favorite tracks on the fucking album. I love this. I think it's got a great fucking groove. And I, I this is one of the ones I looked at and go, what fucking album is this on? And I found it's on uh, Wings and Speed of Sound. And already that put, that put, you know, Wings at the Speed of Sound, like number one of the Wings albums I'm going to check out after this. Oh, that album and, blows. And, and, and Venus and Mars. Venus, Venus and Mars, I put like right underneath some unreleased demos from uh, the Spies Like Us sessions. 
Uh, I love <laughs> that song, by the way. I do, I, I do too, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, I really dug this song, and I, I this really stood out and like kind of like whoa, whoa, made me pay attention. I, I fucking love it. But uh, I'll go in the next one. Silly love songs. Uh, I absolutely love silly love songs. Always have. Uh, but this this doesn't hold a candle to the studio version. And I, I was really disappointed because I was looking forward to this. I thought that it would have, you know, you could really do something with this live. And as a whole, while there's a a lot of stuff I enjoy on this album. I gotta say, as far as live albums go, to me it just doesn't have that bombast that so many great live albums had in the '70s. And I, that you want to talk about fucking science? The greatest live albums of all time came out in the fucking '70s. You you, you cannot dispute that. You cannot dispute that. But what about Live After Death? Live hey, three. I, I, Oh, okay, well, he just made the case with the live three. Oh God! <laughs> but 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 a live four makes live three sound like a live one. Do the Absolutely. math. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, no, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, and this was an album that had a lot of studio magic that that Ralph loves, and I admit a lot of my favorite live albums have have that studio magic, and uh, I, I know they went and re-recorded a lot of uh, the background vocals on this are all overdubs and you know they of course they replaced Linda McCartney with another singer but uh, you know I, I, I thought I don't know I, I was expecting I was expecting a little bit more out of this uh, version but it doesn't matter a great song is a great song I love silly love songs what do you think Charles uh, I think it is one of the most clever songs McCartney ever wrote. Um, even Lennon said all he could do was a silly love song. And I think he showed that he is far smarter than we give him credit for. It is cool. I, I'm torn between both versions and you will never see him do it live today. It is pretty cool. I love it. Go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, I love it too. Another great example of his bass lines. Oh, oh man. You know, those bass lines he uses in this song is like the thing about McCartney too, man, I remember it was some guy online said it. I read it. You know, some dude on a on a bulletin board or some random stranger wrote, Paul McCartney always played the right notes for every song. And even if the song sucked, he was playing the right notes. There's something about his bass runs that are so clever. And hey, man, and, and again, this is like what I was saying earlier, how huge this guy was. And this song was fucking huge when I was on the radio. Oh, my God. You couldn't escape it at this time. And uh, it's great. And I even, you know, I don't even mind those pedals on the horns on this one. Hey, hey, Ralph, even me and Ian remember that on the radio. I guarantee it. Yeah, it was, it was everywhere. Oh, yeah. It was huge, huge, huge at this time. We didn't even know it was like a Beatle, but we were just like, oh, I know that song. I'll go, to the, I'll go to the next one, right? Do I go next? I don't know. I'm stoned. Yeah, go ahead. All right, the next one is Beware My Love. 
always liked the sound. Um, this version, I don't think it's as good as studio version, but the best version is the version that John Bonham played on that wasn't on the album, but they added it later on the deluxe edition. Uh, I guess maybe because, you know, label problems, they couldn't release some song. With, but man, when John Bonham does this song, that version is the best version. But I like this song. I've always liked this song. Uh, it's a little clever. It's a little different. And, but it still has that, you know, the sappiness of McCartney. But musically, I think it's pretty uh, unique and a little hard rocking. That's what I think. What do you think there, Charles? It is awesome, I think. Uh, we are starting to get into the deep. McCartney is tearing it up on the bass tracks. And once again, that Rickenbacker. Did you guys ever see the, the uh, Hello Goodbye video? Yeah. That's the bass. And man, it sounds so good on this song. Um, I actually prefer this version, but man, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't get to see this one ever live, but it is a great version, I think. Go yeah. ahead, Ian. Uh, I, I love this song, and this was another one I didn't know. And what I'm digging about this is, you know, as the album's going on, to me it's getting stronger, not weaker. And don't recall this song at all. Again, I've looked at it like, hmm, what album is this on? It sure is fucking on Venus and Mars. It's on Wings at the Speed of Sound. Another reason I was going to check out this album. That's I, 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 I dug this shit. And I got to check because I know some of the Wings albums I have um, from that Paul McCartney the archive collection. So I got to see if I have the one with John Bonham. I know I've got a version, you know, Guns N' Roses did a version of this with uh, Matt Sorum and DJ Ashba on guitar. Uh, but I haven't checked that oh, one and, out. But... And Dizzy Reed on a mean yeah, keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Diz, I, I Dizzy Reed. I read an interview. Bobby Blotzer was pissed. He wanted to do that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame member Dizzy Reed. And Bobby yeah. Blotzer. <laughs> Not yet. That's all you need to know about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Exactly. Dizzy Reed's in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen. Dizzy Reed. <laughs> right. Oh, oh my God. God. All right, I'll take the next song, uh, Letting Go. This is another one I didn't know. Wow. Uh, fuck wow. yeah. I, I, I like this one. Now, now this one is on Venus and Mars. Yes. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I might have to bump it up a little bit because uh, I, I really dug this song. I thought it kicked ass never remember hearing this before and was pleasantly surprised fuck yeah i really dig this song what do you think charles ding 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 in the words of bill wang except i love it it's my favorite track on the album oh my god this song rules so rules and i got to see him do it live you want to talk about a deep track, it is letting go. The bass work is phenomenal. This is the absolute best version. Because unfortunately, 
we see Paul today, he's what, like 90, 80? I don't know, he's really old. But he does a good version now today. Like the horn section comes out of the crowd. But man, this song rules. I love it. The bass work is phenomenal. Mm. Go ahead, and, and one thing to interject before Ralph talks about it, I have to make a correction uh, that I made earlier. Uh, you gave me the answer was the B side to Letting Go. Letting Go was the single. So exactly. I, I fucked up. But, and, and that makes that makes sense because why the fuck would you release You Gave Me the Answer as a single? Exactly. But I can see why you, exactly. you'd throw it away on a B side like Beth. Beth rules, though. I don't rules. even think it's enough to be a B-side, tell you the truth. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe yeah, well, not. well neither, neither's Beth. But uh, there you go. No. What do you think, Ralph? I, lo I love Beth. And, and yes, I, I actually yeah. agree with Charles. Man. This is the best song on here. I love this version. And I love the Venus and Mars version. And I will even go as far to say, as far as Paul McCartney and Wings is concerned, this is the best song he's ever written in the Wings, in the Wings era. Um, Absolutely. I love it. I, I love it. Rules. It rules. Just the vibe of it. It's, it's heavy, but mellow. And it just oozes with cool, man. If this song, if I could rename this song, I'd call it Arthur Fonzarelli. It's got yeah. Sit on it. Hey, come in my, come upstairs to my room and look at all the chicks. And you, they're all over and Ralph, 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 up your nose with the rubber hose. Ralph, he <laughs> sings it better on this version. He sings it better on this live version than even on the studio cut. Yeah, and I love the studio cut, but I, yeah, this is the best version. Oh, rules, man. Yeah, and I, again, I don't mind those pedal horns. I think it's cool. So you know, I, I've always said, I've always said there are exceptions. To and again, and, and the bass playing. Yeah, the, the bass playing, the whole thing. Oh. The, the vocals, you know, the, the the lead guitar work from Jimmy on this, fucking awesome, man. Really, really. Cool. All right, do I go next? Yeah. Yes, sir. Band on the Run. Yeah, good. Dude. Oh. This this song was this song even was played more than Silly Love Songs when I was a little kid. This is oh, the yeah. one that they played the most. And I love it. I love this version. I love all the changes. This is like a pop merciful fate where it goes into these different changes, but yet it works. It gels. Where I just love it. I've always loved this song. And it's a concert staple. It's one of you know his biggest hits. Um yeah, radio loved the. I heard this as much as I heard Benny and the Jets on the radio. Um, it was a huge, huge, huge song of my youth, and uh, absolutely love it. And I love this version. I think it's really good. What do you think, Ian? Oh fuck yeah! I mean, I, it's not the studio version, but uh, I love it. And just you know, a good song is a fucking good song. It's incredible. It's fucking band on the run. You know, it's, it's, it's the, the time changes, the style changes. I mean, I mean, you saw that, you know, that that's what we brought to the Beatles in, in so many songs, you know, like the Golden Slumbers trilogy and shit like that. And, you know, he's fucking Paul McCartney, you know, <laughs> you know, he's just, he's fucking amazing great classic song good version not great but good version 
What do you think, Charles? It is one of the, probably one of the greatest songs he ever wrote. And uh, whatever version stands out is a standard. When you see him, he plays it every tilt list and for a good reason. It competes with a day in the life, the greatest Beatles song. Go ahead and dispute me. All right, I don't think it is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ian. Yeah. Go ahead. Dispute you it's too. Probably, That's a great fucking song. It's, it's probably in my life for you too. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, yeah, that song makes me cry. Uh, me too. But a band on band on the run is so Beatlesque, and I absolutely love it. And it's right on here too. Right. So, what do you think? A high, high, high. Me. It rules, rules. Um, I kind of like the studio version more though. But he did not do this live. When I saw him, he could have. He chose a new song, and I did not like it. So, well, um, I love you, Charles, but I fucking hate this fucking song. There you go. it ruined greatest hits for me. It's like a dirty hippie song. I know. I just, I just can't get into this. Hi, hi, hi. Good bass line, like I was saying before. Even the shitty songs, he played great bass on it. But I. Oh, was he? Or was he? Or whatever. Whoever played it was good. But it was him. But uh, this song, I never ever liked it. Always despised. And yes, I would love, I mean, I get like a euphoric killer feeling when I click the skip button when this song comes mm-hmm. on. I don't like it. It's like garbage water mixed with uh, platypus vomit. What do you think? Ooh. <laughs> well, like uh, former co-host and co-founder of the Rock and Combat podcast, Terrence Reardon said, you don't like this song because you're a Mexican. <laughs> I love this fucking song. Uh, and I, I think this is a great version. I, I really did. I think it's just rocking it. And to bring it in at the end of the set, I, I think it's fucking perfect. Uh, I, I'm really surprised you didn't like this. Oh, I never uh, did. I, I, I had great assists before this, and I hated it on there. And I yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, that, that, that surprises me. I don't know why, but... Uh, well, you know I, why? You know I, why? I, I dig it. Another reason why I don't like this song, Ian, is that I actually take showers. No. Uh, Thirty. We, we don't, we don't, Ian. Yeah, Apparently. you don't. You smell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dig it. But, uh, you know, I... I, 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 I you already went, right, Charles? Or yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Charles, since you are our very, very special guest, and you're probably going to pass out before us, why don't you Nowhere. take the last Nowhere. one on the album? No, you're not? Oh. No. Oh, no. You, you, got, you got a little Tudorutsky? Something to keep Yeah, we, we have not begun to fight. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> yeah, I, I I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting you're Irish. So yeah, right. you are gonna stay up. Kiss rules. Are you, are you gonna be in Nashville? Are you gonna be in Nashville this year? You gonna make it? To I Rock almost made it this year, dude. I almost did. But I was oh, away oh. from my yo. I was away from my 13 year old daughter for 13 years. So I kind of had to take some time to be around her at that time. But I was there in spirit. Well, you're so, like me, right. man. I'm, I I haven't been around my child in 40 something. <laughs> I hear you. And I mean, my well, child is like 40. like like. And, and, Life and goes I think on. I can, I can speak for Ralph. Uh, She's going to be 14 next year, so bring her for Ralph. Hey, hey. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, I'm into cougars now. I've changed my ways. <laughs> All right. I like chicks with dentures. I like the yeah. country. Yeah. And by yeah, the way, guilt. Charles, if you, go, if you do go to, um, to Nashville, I mean, I'm going to do this anyway because I'm always hanging out with me, Ian in Nashville. And, you know, I don't trust anybody, so. I hide money from him, you know. I do it the same one I'm gonna do it to you. I'm gonna hide it behind a uh, under a bar of soap. Oh, uh, I, ne well, I never would have hey. looked there. You'll never find it. God damn it! God damn it! I mean, I'm getting verklempt. I mean, uh, we're to Charles the last track. We're we're to the last track on the Charles album. Charles Dirty Hippie, what do you think of the last track, Soiling? <laughs> what the fuck is this song about? Oh, you know what? It does have a meaning, but now I can't remember it. There is a meaning behind it. But I know you guys have minimum seen the video on YouTube. And it's got like nope. this laser show. And there's like this, oh, and out. And there's this weird noise going on. And McCartney's bass is phenomenal on this song. Absolutely phenomenal. But I don't know what the hell he is talking about. Soily underwear or something. I don't know. He could never write lyrics. God bless him. Lennon could. But man, this song is pretty cool, man. Like, I've always liked it. But even though I have no idea what he's talking about, it is phenomenal to me. Go ahead, whoever. Uh, I'll take it. Um... I like this song a lot here. This, right. This version. I hate the studio version. Oh, it sucks. It's so terrible. I, I hate that shit. Here, they don't pronounce it as much. It's annoying. I mean, it's a good song. It's a good, you know. I don't know if I would pick this as the closer. You know? No. Uh, you know, it's not, to me, it, it's not like, a, you know, a climactic ending. But, but, it's but hey, Ralph. Ralph. Hey, high, high, it's played high. out. Ralph, Hey Jude is played out. I love Hey Jude, though. I don't care how played out it is. I fucking, I'll internally love that shit. Oh, of course. But how do you end the show? Well, no. Hey Jews, you run the news. Well, only Andrew J. And, and kiss. And kiss. <laughs> he should have ended up Junior Farm. Oh, my God. I love that song. Fuck that. Mumpberry Moon Delight. Oh, shit, I love that. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Huh? But, uh, Cricket. Yeah, dude. <laughs> look at Wildlife. He did Mary Had a Little Lamb. 
Oh, okay. Oh. What you about wildlife? I, I, I heard wildlife is worse than fucking Venus and Mars. Moloch and Tyre. Oh, wildlife like, is good now. Yeah, it's all right. I but mean, this song ruled on but, this uh, album. On this album, it ruled. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you what. I, I like this version. I've never heard another version of it. I do know that he's been recording it since 1971 and never put out like a, a studio version. This was the first one released. But you can go online, I believe, and see other versions. Yeah, I think uh, the studio version of this. Yeah, but I, I, it wasn't released on an album, right? But I, you can probably get it on YouTube or something. I don't know where I heard it. It wasn't on YouTube. Uh, oh, okay. I, what album. I have it on some compilation CD. Oh, okay. Well, well, studio version. I know I have it. This song, Soily? Yeah. No, yeah. it's on, you got it. Uh, it's on an album. You have, I don't know which one. But it's on one of those extended cuts. It's probably, it's probably off Wings of the Sound. Probably. I, I own that album, but I hardly ever play it. It's like uh, Hell and Wheels. I like that one. Oh, yeah, no, it, it, it it's not on uh, it's not on Wings at Speed of Sound. I know I've heard this studio version. Yeah, it, I have. It, well, well, right. All right. Well, you guys know more than me. God damn it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, all right. <laughs> no, no. That's somebody has to know more than me. God damn it. But uh, there we go. What a what a fucking album. Now I have a deluxe edition of this which has uh eight more songs that were recorded at a show from the cow palace in san francisco that me bill wang and uh and chubby went to but uh we don't remember it but uh yeah they got a a whole nother set it's got let it roll maybe i'm amazed lady madonna live and let die picasso's last words bluebird blackbird and yesterday all recorded from the cow palace uh, June 13th and 14th of 1976. But I did not listen to those today because of time restraints. And I figured both of you guys just had the regular version anyway. Yeah, I never so, heard those versions. And yeah, I know. Whatever, yeah, those yeah. the same songs on the album, nothing new. Right, right exactly. That, and that's another reason. I was like, ah, well, there would have been something, you know, that wasn't on the album. But, uh... Yeah, that is it. This album was released December 10th, 1976, and uh, was a very big seller, you know, for, uh, for a triple live album. But live albums were all in the, the vogue at that time with, you know, Alive and Frampton Comes Alive. And, and this one competed with them. I believe it did go platinum. Uh, and it's, it, it okay. is amazing. Produced by Paul McCartney. And yes, there was overdubs, but I believe primarily on the vocal aspect, not as much on the uh, on the uh, musicianship. And uh, Charles was right; only one single released. Maybe I'm amazed, but uh, I mean, shit. What else do you need to release? A lot of people bought this album. A lot of people love it. And uh, Charles, I want to thank you for uh, for picking it. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Thank you for the support. Hey. Hey, fellas, how does it stack against Alive and Frampton Comes Alive? Oh, it's up there with them for me. 
Well, out of those, you know, if you got three of them, I would put it at three. <laughs> but I, but I still like it. I, I just, I think it's a, it's a great album. But I agree. There's, but what's there's, number one? What's number one? At least in the uh, East, No way. Alive. Yeah, no, that's it. Alive. No, come on, it. man. No, no, you're wrong. Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I would put Unleashed in the East over it. If, if you want to go well, 70s albums. I'm, I'm, also, a kiss, la- I'm a kiss tart or whatever. I like I like Leonard Skinner, One More for the Road, more than Kiss Alive as well. That's great. And, That's and uh, Live at Leeds by The Who, I would put above. That's the greatest live album ever. That's the greatest yeah. live album ever. Um, Pure amazing. Amazing. Pure live. Absolutely. And Bob Seger, live. Yeah, bullet. live bullet, live bullets. Yeah, yeah there, 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 there's so many good ones to choose. I mean, but, but McCartney at the this album is similar to a lot. It was sweetened a lot, but yeah. man, it was good. Man, it was good album. But yeah, no, it's a great one. But uh. Something you asked to be part of, and of course, I mean you, you you paid good hard American money for this shit, so of course you're going to be part of pick of the week, and uh, I, I take it you already have one picked out, which already puts you ahead of Ralph. Yeah, so oh, that's, I'm trying. That's to... correct. Charles, what is your pick of the week? I put a little thought in this one, fellas. It will be a. Uh actually a video um the go-go's documentary i saw it yeah i liked it yeah i liked it too oh my god i didn't oh my god i didn't like the part they left off the part where in the 1990 uh 84 video awards there was a whole thing of them in the bathroom with david lee roth that wasn't mentioned i was waiting for that part oh they're they were really off the chain but yeah, that was that. a very good document. What was that called? We got the beat. That was a really good yeah. document. Oh, it's awesome. And I want to throw a little love to Edwin. Yeah. That's right. He Edwin Canastrachi. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yo, because I, post, I posted a video of Head Over Heels. Oh, I love that song. Rules. I love oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not so a great album, limited. but a great song. No, but. Belinda. Oh, meow. Good God. <laughs> oh I, I'm all God. about. I'm all about Jane. Jane Weedland is hot too. But oh, yeah. the bass playing of Kathy Valentine yeah. is off the chain on all of their fucking songs, dude. Listen to the songs. Kathy Valentine listened to learned how to play the bass. The Go Go songs by fucking Osmosis. She didn't even know how to play bass. She is an incredible musician, and they just went in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I know how Ralph hates the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but let me establish: I'm from the Northeast Ohio area, so we take pride in the museum. But yes. The Rolling Stone can kiss everybody's ass. 
And that's who puts. What's the pride in that? Dude, that's who puts the fucking bands in it. The museum rules, dude. You need to go once. No. Fuck. (laughs) Unless I look, the only way I'll go there if they promise me I won't get arrested for bashing the fucking windows in, laying a big turd, and pissing all over the doors. If I don't get arrested for that, then I will go. True story. Statute of limitations is over. I touched the John Lennon um, Sergeant Pepper jacket. Thank you. Did Same you ever over. Wash your hand after that? But then again, you like high, high, high. You never wash your hand, period. <laughs> right. Fuck no. Dude, the Lennon jacket from Sergeant Pepper. Thank you. Game, set, match. Yeah, I can never claim to that, man. All I do is touch Fuck no. Because you hate the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But look, it's not Cleveland's fault. All right? It's fucking Jan Leonard. He can kiss him. Fuck him. 1987, I touched King Diamond's boots on the Abigail tour. I think that's right there. You You met Gene Simmons. Yeah, I did. Right. I met him too. So did he. I did but, not. I did not. But, I just listened to music. David Lee Roth sweated on me. I got David Lee Roth sweat on me. Oh, yeah. And I screamed like, like a bitch. Yeah, I I, 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 I've, I beat women out of the way to get hey, closer to David Lee Roth. Nikki, That's a true story. Hey, yo, Nikki Six threw a water bottle in my direction. When I saw the John Karabi tour, well, I, I got you should have threw it back at him for playing Motley Crue songs. <laughs> no shit, they opened with Hooligans Holiday. Great song. Oh, that—that's their best album. I was at period. a stadium show once, dude. It is their best album. I, I Motley Crue '94 is their best album. I was, I, was at a, I was at a stadium show with like 20,000 people. One of these shows when Billy Squire played. You yeah. Know, you could buy the drummer through a drumstick. And I was looking at the direction and it busted my lip. That's a true <laughs> fucking story, man. You know? And ever and I found out the drummer died. Now, oh man, man, I was happy about that. But I mean, please, 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 Ian, Ian. Ian, indulge yes. me one question of Ralph. We both see Noel Gallagher, right? Oh, yeah, Ian saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you saw him too, Ian? Did yeah, yeah I went not, with Ralph. Did that not rule? Oh, yeah. That 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 was amazing. I was sick oh, as a fucking God. dog. I was, Ralph, Ralph, back me up here. I was sick as a dog. I had to sit down for 90% of the show. I didn't know any of the songs other than like maybe one or two oasis he did don't look back in anger i i i, th- I thought it was a phenomenal show R- i really thank ralph for that because i i would never went to see it you know i thought it was great ralph yeah how I much flew, how it. much how much would it rule if oasis got back together good it, it would rule, but it, oh my god! Get here, man! They're gonna be playing. You know, they, they're probably playing. You know, it's good for them to play stadiums. But let me tell you something: 
I'm happy with their solo material. Oh, Noel's rules. No, so is Liam's, man. I love those. Oh, the, the, the new one. Yeah, man, the new one. Fucking Shockwave. I love it. <laughs> I, I own them both on vinyl. I look forward hey. to Hey, I have a, 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 a hypothesis. Liam Gallagher was the last rock star. No, that, that, dude, that was me. No, come on, Ralph. Hey, hey, Liam hey, was... My ego. Did you do <laughs> Wembley? Did you do Wembley? Come on. No, but I, I mean, I don't know. Jonah. Well, that'll work. Yeah, I got I've you. Never, never met Wembley. I got you. I've done her too. <laughs> well, Ralph, what's your pick of the week? All right. Um, really, something like you know, left field from Paul McCartney and Wings and everything. But I, you know, the Bad Brains, man. That first album by yeah. Bad Brains is fucking amazing. Um, it's just called Bad Brains. And uh, I've always loved this one. Uh, and uh, just last night, I'm hanging out at my friend's house, and he puts on this um, compilation punk album. And it has a version of Pay to Come that blows away the original album version. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? This version is amazing. I mean, though, the version on the first album is great too, but man, you gotta hear the set. Man, that should be my pick of the week, just that song. That seven inch I heard, but it made me go back to listen to this today, which I have on CD. And man, do I love this album! Attitude, uh, Band in DC, uh, Leaving Babylon. I mean, Fearless Vampire Killers. Um, I love to. I love Aja. You know, I just love the Bad Brains, man. Bad Brains are badass, and I never talk about them much. So I wanted to talk about them today because of last night here in Pay to Come. Made me throw on the first album today, and man, that's some good shit. Love me some bad brains. That's Fuck my yeah. pick of the week. Awesome. Well, my pick of the week, since I know so many people, so many influential people listen to this show, you know, big movers and shakers in the entertainment business. Uh, I'm going to mention something that sorely, sorely needs to be put on Blu-ray. Put, fuck it, put this shit out in 4K because I don't think you can find it anymore. But the Beatles anthology. Oh my god. Oh yes. Absolutely. Is, I, I, I still have I still have my DVD box set. Me too. And it is one of the greatest documentaries. The I mean greatest. Number I, one. I, I, I haven't seen Get Back yet, so I, I can't judge that Number compared one. to Get Back to a, Number One. Number yeah, one, get back anthology. In. No, anthology is the definitive Beatles watch. By far, right? And uh, you know, I just I, I I don't know what the fucking hold. There has to be some kind of holdup that this wouldn't be released on Blu-ray or 4K uh, because it was just so well done, so amazing. I mean, I remember the anticipation waiting for that to come on TV. You know, and at the time I was working nights, so I would set the VCR to record it, you know, and then when I could buy it, and then when you were waiting for each volume of anthology to come out on CD, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm saying like, I, I love early Beatles, 
But man, it's like, all right, all right, get the first one out because I want to get to the second and third because that's the shit I love the most. But I love them all. I, I think they're all great, the CD Companions. But just one of the best documentaries ever and really needs a re-release in high definition. It's incredible. Please, those please, are, please. Please, fellas. Those me, are our pick of the weeks. Let me say one thing on behalf of the fans of the greatest rock podcast in the history of the world. You're talking about us. That's yeah, yeah right. I know. I know. I know you want to cut me off. I don't blame you. Dudes. Man, we're glad you guys are back. Well, thank you. Good to you be have back. no idea. And to be like somebody came out and was like, can you do some wings? I got you guys to do some wings. I got to be on with you. God damn it. I, I hate the elder. Sorry, Ralph. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. It's terrible. And I love uh, Asylum. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we're the same age, bro. I love Asylum. Yeah. It's no elder. Yeah, but you love the elder more. Yeah, way more. And, Come on. And dude, yeah. Dark Light, Dark Light is only the solo. That's oh, it. I dig the song. Yeah, no, science. No, no. <laughs> no, bro. Don't say that. No, man. And Destroyer is the worst makeup era Kiss album, really. Come on. It's the least one you like. Yeah, yeah, it is, but I still love it. By far. By far. Come on, Ian. Destroyer? But, you know, Great Expectations is more like... Yeah, another dry one. Why is Ian not chiming in? (laughs) She hates Kiss. Yeah, yeah, Kiss speaks for itself. I, 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 no. I love the old shit, but rock um, and roll over. Come on. What about it? I it, love that album. It rules. Dress to kill yeah. rules. BL but, Dyna- but Dynasty is the best makeup era album. Period. The Elder. No, <laughs> the Elder. Come on. Crazy night, hey, maybe Crazy Nights pushes the elder, but not really. Maybe the elder sucks. Maybe. Hey, it has hell or hell water. Yeah, I know exactly. That's why the elder is better. The elder maybe. has Odyssey. Maybe. Well, uh, what w- one thing uh, I would like you to talk about, Charles, before you leave, because you are the fan of the week. You believe in this show so much, you put your hard-earned money behind it to support Rock and Pod. How, how did you discover this show and, and what does it mean to you? Well, I was working overseas for a long time and not a comfortable place. And I actually, YouTube, did somebody review Kiss Unmasked? <laughs> <laughs> and it was YouTube. And Bill Wang. With Whoa, with Bill Wang. The great Bill Wang. Bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, my God. Bam, bam, bam. I want to be the Bill Wang Beatles guy on RMCP. And um, he rules. And I watched it. 
I loved it. I, oh my God, the passion of Bill Wang on You're All That I Want. That song is not really that bad. It, it, no, no, but no, I, I have a deep. Right. I don't agree. <laughs> but oh I have God, a deep connection. I have a deep. No. All right. We're still in something. Yeah, no, there, no, there's no. worse songs than You're All That I Want. And they're all three sung by Ace Fraley. Yeah. It's, well, no, it's, it's, no come on, Ian. It's easy as it seems. No, that's a good I love one. that song. I love that song. <laughs> Ralph, you hated it. I did hate it, but I love it now. That's right. Shandy's all right. Hey, but let me tell you, you're all on. That's not. It's not gonna happen, dude. I ain't gonna change my mind. No, Dean being a, like a pop balladeer guy doesn't work. But he sounded nice vocally on it. Yeah. Okay. It's a shock. <laughs> I, I, but, I no idea. but Ralph, Ralph, but Ralph and Ian, it's whatever Kiss album in, brought you in. That is the one that brought me in. That's why it makes sense. Yeah, if you like the Asylum, if you like the Asylum first, that's what you love. That's why Sizzler you, loves Crazy Nights. He came into it there. However, Real Kiss is alive. Yeah. Period. By far. No, Real Kiss has been dead for about 30 years, 40 years. Absolutely. It's scabs. So, I got you. Right. Well, all right. well, thank you, brother. We're so glad you love the show. And, and I hope you've enjoyed yourself uh, today. Oh, by far, I hope you guys did. Well, well uh, what I mean to say, what Ian means to say, we hope you enjoy it when you sober up and listen to how, how, how we really are. No way. <laughs> you guys will. Thank you. Well, Thank we, you. We, we appreciate it, brother, and, and so glad that you were part of this today and, and you, you picked an awesome album to do, something that's different, and we like that. Uh, breaks up the monotony and I, I can't thank you enough brother I, I really appreciate it and I hope you feel like you got your money's worth <laughs> absolutely right on guys thank you so much awesome well if you enjoyed this show come back next week is it going to be a fan episode is it going to be Shitsitsu who knows or is going be... piss me off again this is the final episode Hey, it's all within the realms of possibility here on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I told you about the fool on the hill. I tell you, man, he's living there still. Well, here's another place you can be. Listen to me. Fixing the hole in the ocean. It's a goal! It's a goal!